Welcome everybody to episode 126, correct? 126, 126 of the China Show, also previously known as ADV Podcasts. Yeah. Um, and today we're going to be talking about a rather shocking revelation, which is uh, probably not too shocking to us, but it is shocking to most people. No, I mean, in doing research, it took us a while to do some research about yeah. this, found some really good reports, but I'll say that it was shocking. The initial report of there being police stations for China in other countries was shocking, but or wasn't shocking, but looking into it and how much they get away with is horrifying to me. And I'm not just playing that up. It actually made me really upset. Yeah. So stick around for our main segment yeah. where we talk about that. But before that, of course, we have to talk about what's news. And what's news when we talk about what's new in China? And well, we've got a bit of a fire going on over here. Maybe um, we'll show you a little bit of footage here and then explain what's going on here. So what you can see, I'll get us out of there, is... I'll be honest with you, when you're in a fire like this, probably don't film. Probably, probably just... don't chill in your office. Yeah. Um, look, for anyone who's concerned about this fire, uh, officially there were no casualties. Officially. Officially. So that's a good thing. It looks like everybody managed to evacuate before it really got out of hand. Um, so yeah, everyone's going down. I've actually been a part of a, there was a fire in my apartment building in China. I filmed it. I also went down the stairs and stuff. Yeah. Um, wasn't it a drill? No, there was actually a fire. Oh, wow. It wasn't, wasn't like major yeah, like this. Just sure. one apartment. Let's see. Yeah. You know, fires break out quite often, actually. Um, and well, after we talk about this, I'll tell you about what happened in my apartment building. But um, one thing I think is kind of dumb is everybody that's walking down the stairs is playing on their phones. Yeah. You know, it's probably a time to not do that. Probably not. So this fire took place in Changsha, correct? That is right, Changsha, Hunan. Not too far away from Chairman Mao's her birthplace. Mm -hmm. But yeah, apparently just the facade of the building caught on fire. Well, the facade caught on fire, but that's not... The whole thing will burn. Yeah. And that's that's not going to just burn off the front of it. That's what, that's what people are saying. That's yeah. what reports are saying. Mm -hmm. I guess it was hard for me to even want to include this because of how common this is. Sure. Um, and it's not to downplay it. I'm glad that no one was hurt. Oops. But it's like <laughs> making massive news. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that's just because it got out. <laughs> Do you know how much a disaster there is on a daily basis? I mean, you go around any major Chinese city mm. and find some horrific thing happening somewhere. Sure, like I mean? gas explosion or something. Yeah. Um, you know, when uh, we had the fire in my apartment building in Shenzhen, it didn't make the news either. No. It never does. And it was bad. Yeah. Um, what happened was, not the one when I was, in, when I was in the fire drill. That was a small one that was put out very quickly and it wasn't a big deal. But I was driving home one day and I noticed a huge pillar of smoke coming from my apartment, uh, my Huayuan as they call it, which means your garden, okay, apartment complex. When I got in there, um, three apartments had burned. Like one obviously started and the two above it had completely burnt out, like gutted. They managed to stop the fire, but it was mm. massive. Mm. And you wouldn't think that these concrete buildings, because they're all made of concrete, you would think that it wouldn't really catch fire. Yeah. But what had happened was, and you get this a lot, is my apartment building was near to Huajian Bay, which is the electronics district, right? 
So people like open and operate businesses out of their apartments. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to run a commercial business out of an apartment, but they all do. And so what had happened was they were storing chemicals and mm -hmm. things like that because for whatever work they were doing, I don't know, something to do with electronics, but they were storing chemicals in there and they just spontaneously combusted and burnt a whole bunch of stuff up. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Wow. But the interesting thing about it was fire safety was never taken seriously no, at all. No. And then after that, suddenly they started to do like weekly fire drills they would put up posters about fire safety. They actually finally like replaced the 10 year old fire extinguishers. Yeah, but that's in a city. So here's the deal. Yeah. I probably said this a million times, but mm -hmm. there was a facility outside of the city I lived in down, down south. Yeah. And they were an international company set up to recycle electronics that need to be recycled properly because of, I don't know, you know more about this, like chemicals mm -hmm. inside of them, KDM yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And uh, what the, the countries will do is they'll say, okay, we'll send you the stuff that we're not going to dispose of because we don't have the facilities to do it properly. Yeah. But our clandestine, whatever, you know, whatever company we've set up in China is going to do it for us. Our partner company is going to do it for us. But they're not doing it. No. They're not doing it at all. They're not disassembling and using chemicals to break down they're certain burning. things. They're burning it. Yeah, and they're they burning it inside. <laughs> so you'd go by this building and it was huge, but it was short. It was probably yeah. like maybe four or five floors. And the top two floors, every time I went by, it'd be black smoke billowing, billowing out yeah. out of all the windows. And you think the building's on fire, but actually what they're doing is just burning a bunch of electronics in there yeah. that are supposed to be being recycled. And that, it's just belching pollution See, that, that's actually a big issue. Um, and I think we need to do a proper, proper episode yeah. where we research it. But um, the way that China made a lot of money in the past is by taking the world's junk. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you all know there's a lot of waste in America, for instance. I, I know living here, it's like ridiculous. You yeah. order stuff from Amazon, you got like three boxes to carry yeah, a small ridiculous. little thing. It's plastic packaging, yeah. so much junk mail. So all this stuff has to go somewhere, yeah. okay? And if the local facilities can't take care of it, well, sell it to China. China's yeah. like, give us your trash, we'll dispose of it properly, we'll pay us. Yeah. So they take money. But what's been happening a lot is these ships will come to pick up like all the plastics or whatever. And then on the way to China, they just dump it in the ocean, turn around and come back and get more. And they collect a paycheck every time. Yeah. That type of thing. Yeah. Shortcuts are taken. And of course, it's not good for the environment. No, it's horrible. Anyway, these things happen. Let's move on. We have a very interesting, if you watched last week, um, I kind of like this meme. I'll get us out of here. Um, this is very much the China show. It says, Xi Jinping eats a wasp. This is a headline. And you can see him sitting there having uh, a meal and he's picking up a wasp out of a pot. And the dude next to him is like, that one's not cooked yet, sir. <laughs> what does Xi Jinping say? Enough of your so-called advice. Yeah. And he ends up like that. Now, if you saw last week, uh, we showed you a guy who was eating a, a who ate a, a giant hornet, Asian giant hornet, ended up looking like that. Yes. So, yeah. Just thought that was pretty hilarious. Um, what else we got on the cards here for what's new? Mm. Ah, our good friends, the Chamateurs, they're having a bit of a knock-on effect. So let's just refresh everyone's memory. What are the Chamateurs? Chamateurs are the kind of rejected people in society, migrant workers in China. They move from their hometown all the way to a big city like Shenzhen or Changsha or any, any major city. And they'll work in factories. But what happens is they don't have any like culture to latch on to other than being kind of out, outcasts, right? So they'll do huge hairstyles. A lot of them are hairstylists themselves. They do crazy hairstyles. They love crappy like... Techno music. Techno music, kind of like electronica, Chinese yeah. electronica. 
uh, they'll say like they'll have like vocals like Daja Do Chi Lai, they all dance and stuff. Yeah, and they have like they love to have like these flowers and these kind of um, cheap knockoff suits, and they love to smell their finger yeah. and then do a heart. Uh, it's a whole thing. It's a whole subculture. If you guys miss it, we've done a huge, huge. Yeah, you can always find it. Go look at our last uh, mm. videos. But we thought we'd just refresh, re- your, refresh memory. your memory here, right? I want to show you guys some aggressive shamata. Go back to that okay, for a yeah, because I, I just want to explain what's happening on the screen for all you okay. people that the audio listeners right now are like, what was this nice, pleasant, like stock music that changed into like someone beating on a wall really fast? Yeah, well, this is the live stream. So in China, I've actually cut out a lot of the garbage that was on the screen, but um, the thing down there says new shen. That's a that's like a like a sticker that someone bought. So mm. people are watching these live streams. They got stickers flying. They got gifts. They got points. They got concurrent viewers. They got uh, you know how many uh, the top watchers on the top. Like which famous other streamers are watching them currently. And then the mm-hmm. bottom, what I cut off is this live chat that's just going ape with emojis. It's like <laughs> uh, it's like imagine like Fruity Pebbles on the screen, like yeah. live stream. If Fruity Pebbles were people. And they, these shamata are going absolutely insane, seeing who can dance the fastest. Yeah, who can dance the fastest, yeah. I thought this was great. A little, little. But you know what? Shamata has had a knock-on effect. Yes. Because apparently India's now latching on to shamata. Yeah, I found some Indian shamata. So we're going to show you some Indian shamata here. Check it out. Yeah. What is he doing? I don't know. He's... Saying something in Hindi and his phone. The point is, is that they are there are shamata from India now. That's really and cool. It's just weird. I did not expect that to go to a different country. Unless we're sorely mistaken, this is something wildly different. Maybe it's it looks a, the same. Yeah, it looks very much the same. Either way, it's kind of cool. Oh, before we get into this creepy-looking dude. Um, have you noticed that whenever you listen to Indian pop music and stuff, it's always like it's in an echo chamber? Can somebody please tell us? I, I want—I have a question for Indians. Our Indian viewers, we know we got a lot of them. Yeah. Um, please tell us. Hopefully, um, I don't want to make you pay money for a super chat, but try try to get our attention, maybe on the subreddit or something. About is that shamata or is that something completely different that has some overlap? And yeah. then number two, um, why is your music so? Why echo-y? does your music <laughs> all have reverb? Like it's very echoey. Every single time I hear music from India, there's massive reverb on it. It's almost got it. It's like that's like part of the feel. It's not. Like it's not new, it. by the way, because no. I grew up with Indian friends. So when I was like super young, maybe we should like make ourselves big so oh, yeah. the child isn't like sure. watching over. Yeah, when I was really young, one of my uh, very good friends, his name was Nitash, um, and we used to hang out at his place. And I'm talking when I'm like ten, yeah, twelve thereabouts, right? And that kind of music was still playing back then. His mom used to play that and sound like... 2003, I can remember my Indian friend's mom listening to that while she cooked dinner. Yeah. And it all had reverb. It's and reverb. the music today still has reverb. Just curious about it. Like, it's a cultural thing. I want to know why. Where's the... Why, where? What is the reverb? What does that play? 
You know, what is that? So what's the cultural significance? Yeah, we'll figure yeah, it out. Anyway, we've we'll got to explain this creepy know. dude. I'll let you do the introduction. Uh, who is this guy? Well, let's play him first. You want to play? Yeah, okay. it's really quick. All right, you guys, listen very carefully to what this guy has to say. Okay, listen. Really important. Listen. It's super, actually really important. Super, super important. Let's listen. Okay. Go back. Did, did you only include that one? Or yeah, yeah. Well, oh. oh, we'll build his lore over time. Okay. Because I know a lot about this yeah, guy. Yeah, we got, we got lots of clips of this guy. So, so oops, sorry. Right, there we go. So this is Lu Chao. Okay. And Lu Chao, I don't, I don't want to give away his entire thing yet. What I want to explain is that he, this is a while back. It's back in like 2018. He started making these Douyin videos, which is TikTok. Started making these TikTok videos where he would address his audience and he would say something about his day. He yeah. would say like, for example, in this one, he says, uh, today I wish everybody, uh, uh, everybody's well. happy, yeah. right? Yeah, everybody's well, right? Yeah. And then he would say something, so a lot of times he would then mirror this uh, statement in English yes. and then sign off. But his key catchphrase was, Jen hao. Jen hao, which means like, very good, very good, right? Yeah. But he always, it's the way he says it. It's this creepy, like deadpan, like looks in the camera and goes, Jen hao. But who and is it's he? like a serial killer. Yeah, but who is he? So he's uh, he's an actor and a singer, mm. a decently famous one. Right. So he's not just a nobody. No, he's I thought it because like I thought yeah. it. I don't if it's some like mentally disabled person. So I'm not gonna highlight this. Not because yeah. like a normal like singer slash actor, but he's not normal. <laughs> Clearly no. not normal. No. I mean, this is he's creepy. He's mad creepy. But anyway. In this, in this one, I just love this one because of his translation of the Chinese into English. What did he? St- let's listen to that again. Yeah, let's listen again. So, so he's like, everybody, hi, my name is Lu Chao. Yeah. I hope everyone is well. Yeah. Very good. That's his, his catchphrase. Yeah, very good. Everybody, my Lu Chao. Yeah, well, he did say my name is Lucha. Yeah, in here. Yeah, sound like Malay, but whatever. Well, he's clearly, for, I, I would guess he's from, by the way, this is a good little cultural thing for everyone. Uh, people from uh, Hunan, Hubei, Hunan, Hubei type area, and sometimes some parts of Sichuan, they mix up the L and the N. So mm. they'll say like lame instead of name. Mm. Or um, even when they speak Chinese, they mix yeah, up yeah. The N I mean, they say Funan instead of Hunan. Yeah, but I'm talking about N and L. Yeah, switch, I'm yeah. talking about F instead of right, H. Right. There's anyway, two things. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I hope you have a good wear. I hope you is a good wear. I hope you every day is good wear. Maybe. No. I, well. I I mean, hey, props for trying, dude. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Chao. It's a difficult language. Malaysia Lu Cha. I hope you have a good wear. I hope you have some good wear. That's all I can hear. It's epic. And you know what it reminds me what? of? It reminds me of those t-shirts in China where the 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 words and letters are just nonsense because they want to have yep. English on their shirt or whatever. That's yeah. that's what he just said. Yeah. It's fantastic. Gouda. Gouda in, instead of very... very that's, that's anyway, um, <clears throat> one thing that's bizarre about that is you can see he's got a lot of confidence in what he's yeah. saying. 
So he thinks that he's a baller. Like he's, well, because he's an actor. Yeah, so he, he thinks that what he's saying is very correct. <laughs> right. Do you think right. he set it up as like an educational thing? I think it's almost like a daily vlog thing because, like, I'll show you guys in next. If you guys yeah. are interested in Lucha, I got a lot. He does yeah, this we thing can include he, him. We yeah, can include him. he does this thing where he's like, "I talked to my mom today." Yeah, and I and it was Jen Ha. You know, it was very right. good, Jen Ha. Um, and it's almost like a breakdown of what he did that day. But every time he speaks English, so he says some, at least a word. Yeah, yeah. Says something well, like he did now. He says something in Chinese and English. Okay, so we'll bring him back in the future because I think he's a very interesting character. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the reason I want to throw it in there is he has potential for a lot of lore. Yeah. Because I found a ton of stuff like movie slots he did. Mm -hmm. It's hilarious. I don't know how he got his job. I don't know how he got his job as a singer slash actor because he's horrific. Okay, excellent so stuff. So we'll bring him back. Absolutely. So uh, how about we hit some super chats? Yeah, sure. Let's do it quickly was before we move on. Yeah, yeah, that was the last. Okay. Charles yeah. Womack says, uh, I assume that you read simplified characters. Can you also read traditional? Uh, definitely not as well. No, but the thing is you can make some. it out. Yeah, like not a whole some, thing. Some of them you like look at it, it's like, really, is that the same thing? Mm. But for the mo most part, you can figure it out. Yeah, I I don't really? know. Really? Yeah. I can. Like I, mean, it just... I can do like like the basic stuff. I can read in traditional, but there's a ton of characters I can't. There's a ton of characters that look completely different, like Che and Dong. You would yeah, be like, yeah. what's going on? Oh, but I know that similar. because I memorized it right. because I lived in Taiwan. But, but usually if you look at like Ma or something, it's just Ma, but with like extra yeah, strokes. Yeah, that's simple characters. Is there like, yeah. you learn that in the first day of Chinese Yeah, I'm just class. saying yeah, like yeah. as an example, as a sure. simple example. It's gotcha. usually, I think if you know the, the simplified, you can at least guess a good Percentage. a good chunk i would say yeah. i could read maybe 50 50 percent yeah at least yeah. at least yeah anyway yeah let's move on xinjiang shampoo says xinjiang shampoo for all your hair and brainwashing needs uh okay. when you think of brainwashing consider xinjiang all right dylan vienna says good day lads glad to be here killer thank video seamilk thank you very much appreciate it yeah we both had some pretty good videos this week i think yeah not bad lauren renaud uh not bad i thought both of our videos were good yeah not not bad is good right? not bad is shit no not when bad is good. not bad it's like actually what they want to say is it kind of sucks that's what that means yeah not bad it means like Depends not bad on... means like you're a piece of shit no it just means it's like the, two the, out of the intonation is like not bad you know it's like i was like whoa yeah, it's not, not bad, bad. That's, bad. Th that's when you want to say that was probably one of the worst things i've ever seen <laughs> no yeah no 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 but that's when i rude. just say interesting Oh, okay. You know, like you try some, someone gives you a taste of some food like, oh, or a drink. You're like, oh, yeah, how do you like it? Oh, interesting. That's that like saying like, like it's one. crap. That's like a one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. you especially. That's yeah. your thing. That's yeah, what you like say. Interesting. Oh, it's mm. interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Laurent Renaud says, uh, for, a ha for a can of panda repellent. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> I feel like panda, panda repellent would be very expensive. Probably. Uh, Anthony Saints. Okay, this might be too early, but is the cat available? Oh no! Now would you like me? It is to be a bit early for that, mate. Um, guys, okay, we're gonna continue on in a second, but yeah, um, I just want to finish the you want... the ones but pre-show. Okay, ones. you got yeah. another pre-show one. All right, let's do it. Xinjiang shampoo. Have you ever, uh, Winston? If you ever consider a new car project, uh, check out the Herkmobile, built by Conald Eugene Peterson. You gotta get it going, buddy. Okay, I'll check it out. And Jinwani says, "Touch my China through the fence." What on earth does that, that sounds mean? like an innuendo. Anyway, those yeah. are all the pre-show ones. Okay, excellent. Now, guys, uh, before we continue, we have to talk about our sponsor. Um, <laughs> this is one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. <laughs> you see that? Oh, my God! I know. Isn't that just disgusting? It's like a sphincter. So you might be interested in what we were eating there. Um, 
You don't have to be eating something like sea penis to stay healthy, by the way, because that is considered very healthy in China. Oh, yeah. Sea penis is like this weird tub- tubular, <laughs> not tubular, like, yo, tubular. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's that's... like a tube of flesh that lives in the bottom of the ocean. We ate them raw and live. It's one of the most disturbing things ever, yeah. especially the preparation of it. If you have watched Conquering Northern China, you'll know it. it's horrendous. When you cut it open, you have to like cut it open. All the blood and guts come out. It's horrid. It's horrid. You don't yeah. have to eat that no to stay healthy to stay healthy in fact you could use athletic greens athletic greens is today's sponsor and athletic greens is basically a dietary supplement that gives you 75 high quality vitamins minerals and whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens and that's just in one scoop mm-hmm. put it in some water you mix it start with start your day right uh, this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging and all the things yeah, and for those of you who might be a little skeptical about um, taking some kind of supplement like this, I got a little insider information on this. Um, my friend, who's a very well-known martial artist, says that this stuff is taking the martial arts world by storm. I'm oh, not even joking. That's cool. He actually reached out to me. He's like, hey, you guys do an athletic green sponsorship. Can you get me in there? Cause, you oh, know, really? Yeah, so um, martial really artists cool. are taking it all over. So That's cool. Yeah, it's got one less than one gram of sugar, high-quality mm-hmm. ingredients, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, and you're investing and an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements uh, to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com ADV. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash ADV to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yeah, put the kung fu back into your kick. Or the kick back into your kung fu, either way. (laughs) Or even if you don't do martial arts. Yeah, sure. (laughs) It's a great product. (laughs) All right, so let's get into soft power hour, guys. This is our main segment of the show. uh, And this is where we talk about how China is using all sorts of sneaky means to take over the world, whether it's through media. And in this case, it's through just opening (laughs) police stations in your country. I mean, so this is more sledgehammer to your face power instead of soft power. Now, actually, before we even get into this, uh, it wasn't that long ago that there was a big initiative with the Chinese police coming into South Africa. Everyone knows I'm... Yeah, I actually included yeah, that in this. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it a little later. But um, I remember being kind of shocked. And I know at the moment, especially with the whole BRICS thing, you know, the whatever that stands for again. Brazil. Brazil, Russia. Russia, India. India, something with a C. Let me look it up. <laughs> and then S for South Africa. Um, what would that C be? Uh, China. Oh, yeah, it would be China, <laughs> wouldn't it? I guess, part. well, actually, it's probably the, <laughs> it's the one I want to think about the least, right? Okay, so anyway. Wow. Yeah, they, now we know. Woo! I was wondering, because, you know, in my mind, it's just a puppet thing run by China. So China's <laughs> the, you know, the hosts. I was thinking of the, the sub-countries. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's supposed to be a partnership. Yeah. Um, but all of these countries in the so-called partnership, it's kind of a, a so-called. yes, yeah, so-called partnership. It's supposed to be there to counter the West, yeah. basically. It's there to counter, you know, the five eyes and everything else and all the other like United Nations, whatever you want to say, everything yeah. else. Yeah. They want their own little thing. Yeah. They want to be like, screw the rest of you. We're going to get together and join our own little club over here. So um, you're finding that, unfortunately, South Africa has just become a vassal state of China right now. 
from many aspects. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and you're seeing there's a lot of promotion uh, of ties mm. between South Africa and China. It's been going on for a long time now. Yeah, we noticed like an uptick though. Yeah, a massive uptick. You got shills going to South Africa yeah. now. It's and pretty wild. Yeah. Anyway, the fact of the matter is this kind of thing's happening. And so as part of that, they had this whole cross-training thing yeah. where they actually had Chinese police coming to South Africa to train the South African police. By the way, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard because South Africa, if any country in the world knows about crime, it's South Africa. How's China going to suddenly come in there and teach them about crime? Yeah. I feel like, well, maybe they teach them how to suppress the locals more and surveil them. Yeah. That's probably what it was. Let's, let's be honest. That's what's happening. Yeah, that's what it was. Anyway, police were going into South Africa in their uniforms, sitting down, training local police, having this yeah. whole like exchange thing going on. It's kind of shocking to think that they're South Af in South Africa, where I'm from, there are Chinese police walking around on the streets there enforcing stuff and, well, at least training the local police on how to do it. Yeah. So this is a little different, but honestly, at the end of the day, it's going to have this similar like uh, outcome. Right? Yeah. So here's what happened. Yeah, what do you see behind us, by the way, this picture? This is the Fujo Police Overseas Service Station. And what happened is, mm. to really break it down, I haven't seen a whole lot of articles break this down really succinctly. So yeah. pardon me if I go on a little bit, but this is how it works. Fuzhou is a part, it's a city in China, in yeah. eastern China. In Fujian. And, yeah, and the idea was that the Chinese government wanted to have its own police force or own authorities in other countries that wouldn't usually allow them. Mm. So the idea was that not to send over, hey, hey, Beijing on the phone here, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I want you guys to consider this idea, London. Let's open up a bunch of police stations where uh, Chinese police are going to have authority in your city. They would hang up the phone and be like, that's ridiculous. Sure. But what the, you know, the easier and nicer way to do that is, hey, our local municipality, which has nothing to do with the government, by the yeah. way. Just our local municipality wants to send over some police officers. And what they're going to do is the police duties that don't require arresting people or harassing people or anything like this. The stuff that police are supposed to do, uh, the peaceful stuff, like facilitating um, personal relations to act as a conduit between local authorities and things like this. And this is how they pitched it. They said, listen, particularly European countries, if you let our local munis municipality like cops to show up and set up little offices... They'll, they're not going to act like cops. They're going to help the Chinese tourists and oftentimes get into trouble because they don't understand the local language, don't speak English or Spanish or whatever. That was a big push was the whole, let's yeah. hope. We're sending Chinese police to help Chinese tourists because of the language barrier, yeah. because of the cultural barrier. Yeah. That was their biggest excuse to get them in. Right. And from the criminal yeah. aspect, yeah. the other idea was that we're not going to go arrest anyone that's uh, not breaking laws in your country. It's only going to be to help to find like fraud, like people that are doing telephone, telephone and cyber communications fraud. Yeah. From uh, from abroad, right? So we'll go and we'll find our people that are committing those crimes, right? And we'll help you because they're committing a crime in your country too. Yeah. Then you finally have reasons for extradition or at least negotiation, right? So what happened very quickly was that. They would set up these offices and they would say, yeah, we're here to help Chinese people renew their passports or help them get their necessary health checks for visas, mm -hmm. right? But what they're actually doing was finding human rights activists and other people that are not breaking local laws, of course. Sure. Political dissidents that are anti-CCP, mm -hmm. uh, runaway CCP officials that have left the party, 
uh, all um, just run the gamut. Just it, harassing the, the diaspora, board, yeah. basically. Harassing the diaspora by finding this is what they did. They allowed a conduit to go into your country yeah. and find people that were not breaking local laws, but breaking laws in China. And what they would do is coerce, they'd find their location, mm-hmm. coerce them into the, this police office. Yeah. And then instead of saying, here, let me help you renew your passport, they're saying, here, let's get on a video call. And by the way, we have your parents on the other end. Say hi next, uh, next to their parents on the video call would be a police officer sure. or a public security bureau in mm-hmm. China saying, you're in big trouble. You better come back home before we punish your parents, yeah. before we uh, don't allow your kids to go to public school anymore. That was a, one that can be yeah. verified, by the way. Yeah. Not allowing children, their, their children or relatives in China to go to school. Yeah. Um, in some very drastic cases are extra, extra, uh, extra legal ways of kidna- actually kidnapping people. So sure. what this was is an intelligence gathering office to find Chinese diaspora in these countries. And I'm going to be honest, I'm going to hazard a guess that it goes beyond Chinese diaspora. Anybody that has anything to do against the Chinese government. This helps facilitate finding the location of these people to, in the end, really harass them, get them to come back home. And they brag about how how they've managed to get 200,000 plus people home without having to go through extradition. So it's basically a mafia tactic Mm -hmm. to threaten people to the point where they're going to go home by themselves because they don't want the consequences of what's about to come. The Chinese government runs like the mafia, and this is what they've been doing, and it's alarming to see the reach that they've actually had. So we want to go through some of this. Just think about it, right? Um, In order to be extradited to China, you need to have an extradition treaty. Yeah. Okay? Um, And if you do have an extradition extradition treaty with a country... um, the laws have to match up. They have to be equivalent. So let's just say uh, you break a law in China. Yes. Okay. Like whatever. You stand on a photo of Xi Jinping. Sure. Whatever. So you stand on a photo of Xi Jinping in China. That's an arrestable offense, I'm guessing. Yeah. Right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Probably put you in front of a firing squad. <laughs> yeah, that way, yeah. But whatever. But if you stand on a picture of Xi Jinping in America, that's freedom of expression yeah, or whatever. Of you You're can. not going to go to no. jail. You're not going no. to get arrested. But... Um, so then if China comes to the American government and says, hey, that guy broke the law, we want him to go to jail or firing squad in China, America's like, get no. bent, yeah. get bent. You can go stand home. on a picture all, you know, all, all day long. So they need to find another way to get these people back. Yeah. So by setting up these little groups, and look, this is when they're allowed to do this, even if they aren't allowed to set up these police stations, they still do it anyway. Yes. They'll use the Confucius Institutes, cultural exchange programs, anything where they've got boots on the ground. Well, I'll, I'll go through some examples after you Yeah. After the, you go through some the, slides. The but. consulates, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, let's get into some concrete examples. So let's look at these slides that you've got over here. So this, this is one from Spain. Yeah. That's an official one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it goes beyond that. It's not just in Spain. But, by the way, Fuzhou, it's very interesting that, that Fuzhou keeps popping up because... Fujian is historically known as the province where the most Chinese people mm-hmm. have like immigrated from, you know, because it was always like a fishing mm-hmm. kind of a, a province, I guess you could call it, with the coastline there. And so people would always kind of get on these boats and go a- abroad. And I'm talking about everywhere in Japan, nine times out of 10, you talk to a Chinese person in Japan, they're from Fuzhou or Fujian. Uh, I should say all the illegal immigrants I met and like developed relationships with or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We're from Fujian. Yeah, Fujian is well known as being、mm-hmm. like this place. Like I went to、uh, in Tucson, I went to like an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet.、Mm-hmm. They were all from Fujian,、yep. and they were all illegal. And they told me, you know. Yeah, yeah. But that's just the way it is. Spoke Chinese. Yeah, I、they、spoke to them. In in, no, 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 no. They were like all like laid back, and I was、sure. like, yeah, you know, they're like, yeah, I've been here for ten years, blah blah blah,、yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But that's Fujian is well known for having these like people go everywhere. So the fact that they've got like the Fuzhou police overseas, it's kind of like a just a symbol of like this is China's. You know, and why do you come here? Fingers into the world. You come here because we understand this, and、yeah. that is exactly correct. Yeah, you'll see the Chinese government operate with things that have classically been involved with certain things. Yeah. So, for example, Fujian, classically being a place where people would escape from, has the apparatus involved in tracking people down. Yeah. Because that's their department. If you、correct. see things come out of、uh, a good example is Chongqing. Yeah. If you see anything come out of Chongqing, massive warning flags. Yeah, intelligence sirens because it's intelligence related. If you、yeah. see anything revolving around like tourism with Chongqing or anything really, it's coming out of Chongqing because, especially if it's promoting anything internationally,、yeah. it's because that's the t- that's the t-、uh, intelligence apparatus of China, and that's even before the CCP. It's、yeah. set up for torture, investigation,、uh, overseas intelligence, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you'll find places in China that are specialized in certain things. That's why you see Fujian here. Correct.、Um, So, some, so this this also happened in Zambia,、mm-hmm. and in Zambia is a good example of one that goes beyond、uh, just the little partnership of oh we're going to help tourists and stuff. This is actual partnership with police, right?、Yeah. So you'll find that they'll they'll go beyond the little office, right?、Mm-hmm. The little office aspect. They'll usually reserve that for developed countries, yeah, or countries that have rule of law and like、yeah. actual judicial system. In these countries, like Zambia, they'll. Do full-on cooperation. Yeah.、Right? So the, the Chinese police, as you can see, there will be part of the police force there, walking around and you know keeping an eye on their assets and whatnot. Yes,、there. that's、uh, that's soft power, but it's also a dual purpose because what they there's a lot of overseas Chinese in these African communities,、mm. and the reason is they're there for the Belt and Road Initiative projects. They'll、yes. ship in workers. They don't know what their citizens are getting up to when they're abroad. In fact, they get up to a lot of crazy stuff. Sure. Right.、Uh, especially in countries that are a little bit less lawful. Right.、Mm-hmm. A little bit less developed, and what they'll do is they'll they'll be able to have offices there to actually effectively govern their own populace in a foreign country,、yeah. which is crazy. A lot of the times, they also send the police in there to safeguard their projects,、mm-hmm. because you'll find out in Africa specifically there are a lot of the locals are very unhappy with the the project, whatever it might be, gold mining or whatever the Chinese、uh, um, companies are doing there.、Mm-hmm. They're like destroying the environment, doing all the stuff, cutting、yeah. down the trees, exploiting the locals. And so there'll be unrest. So they、yeah. send the Chinese police in there to actually just safeguard their operations.、Yep. It's、yep. like pretty much like sending the military in.、Yep. You know, it's a dual purpose. You can、yeah. watch your people, make sure they're not doing anything they're not supposed to, and then safeguard their projects. Yeah, right.、Mm. It's a big thing in Africa, anyway. In Africa, yeah, it's specific to Africa. So it was in Zambia.、Um, so that was an example of like a full takeover. You had Serbia. Right? Yeah, Serbia. Yep, Serbia、uh, really just go in full partnership with the Chinese police as yeah, well. This is a picture of the Chinese police in Serbia, by the、yeah. way, and that in, in Croatia as well. Yeah, you have a situation where these European countries that are not fully in line with the West, right?、Mm-hmm. Fully in line with the whole Western, like maybe let's keep dictatorships at bay type of thing. Sure. I mean, let's look at Serbia's relationship with Russia and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah.、Um, More inclined to partnership, have partnerships with China,、yeah. and that's down to a legal,、uh, down to the to legal apparatus as well. Not just、yeah. like, oh, let's build a factory together, a bridge together. We're、yeah. talking about let's let your police 
patrol the streets. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Sovereign country. They, they did. Yeah. They, they That's neo-colonial. They let the police yes. walk in the streets. So uh, Italy has had a very long tradition mm. with this, by the way. Yeah. Massively long tradition with uh, these partnerships. They even had some uh, token Italian police go to Guangzhou to patrol yeah. with the Chinese police and stuff, which is wild because... Italy's perception of China is at a, like an all-time low, and I think that they're regretting a lot of these partnerships that they they came up with. Sure. And there's actually a lot of sour history behind that because during the pandemic, oh, China blamed Italy first. Yeah, China blamed Italy, and so what happened was Italy was like beholden to get all these supplies and stuff from China that they were, China was hoarding. Yeah, and they started to get real sour because the whole thing was they were partnered in the beginning with all these economic partnerships. Italy signed on the freaking Belt and Road project yeah. for god's sake was it italy that sent um initially yes. like they, they sent donations yeah. and then they had to buy them back so you understand how sour this got for like masks and pp yeah. and stuff yeah they had to buy back their donations and then china blamed them yeah right blame official them level. For that. yeah they were like italy's where the coronavirus came from yeah so italy goes wait wait well hold your horses here <laughs> yeah exactly. and now probably like hold your horses you know you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah for sure do you know how an italian person screams no <laughs> anyway anyway i love um, italians by the way yeah we absolutely i grew up in an italian area mm -hmm. um i feel like i was the only non-italian at my church right you know because they're all catholic yeah anyway uh long story short the i think the partnership has been fully sullied mm. like i have seen if you watch pew research polls or anything yeah the public perception data and leadership data now at this point is shifting italy is the china's perception in italy is tanking absolutely sure. tanking yeah uh you don't make any tank jokes please no, no i'm good i'm good <laughs> oh, you can if you yeah. want uh there's the Fuzhou yeah, this... overseas police station in italy yeah this is the one in italy again yeah. Fuzhou, and it's just it's just representative it just means like this this is our conduit into the outside world yes you know absolutely that's why it's not a, like a local thing it's just yeah china does these things um this is, this is the Italian cops in Guangzhou. Okay, that's before, interesting. From, that's a while ago. Yeah, that is. I remember reading the articles about that. Yeah. It's in Rome. Mm -hmm. Doesn't Rome still recognize Taiwan? Uh, the Vatican, not Rome. Oh, the, the Vatican. Rome is a city. Yeah. Okay. Isn't the Vatican a, a country too? Yes. Yeah. Vatican's a country, but it's not Rome. But it's in, in Rome. It's in Rome, yeah. yeah. Well... Maybe in Rome. the Vatican. Rome, Rome is around the Vatican. <laughs> ah, there you go. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah, it surrounds it. When yeah. in Rome. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Same Italy. Italy, yeah. So, um, yeah, this is here, South this Africa. Is, yeah, you can talk about this a little bit. Well, so what, I, what jurisdiction do they have there? I remember, now, this is a while ago that when this happened. And I just remember the whole thing was the, Chi the Chinese police were going to come down. Uh, and train the local police and cooperate with them. Right. Now, unfortunately, South Africa suffers uh, from a very corrupt Sorry, that government. that was Milan, not Rome. So it's not, it was in Milan. Yeah. It's Italy. Yeah. One of those is Rome. I wouldn't know the difference myself. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just tisking, you know, because you should I like, know better. I love Italy. Yeah, you, I love sh Italy. you should know better. You're a geography boy, right? I am, I am. Sorry. Yeah, you got like, Good. instead of a waifu pillow, you've got like a... A it's like a geography it's, pillow. It's a globe. Yeah. A sleep with a globe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't make fans. You have like a globe that, mask you get your wife no. to wear. You know, like a it's gift like mask, a but it's a globe. <laughs> it's a globe. No fan art. I okay. ban you all from all right, fan anyway. art. We'll get deleted off yeah. the subreddit of that. That's disgusting. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, the fact of the matter is, um, I remember it was a big cooperation thing. But China already has its claws very deeply into the South African government. And so anything goes rarely. And the fact that you've got, you know, 
there we are, Chinese police in full uniform yeah. in South Africa doing their thing is always a very big issue. Mm-hmm. And again, they always make excuses that it's like, oh, we're here to help the understanding of Chinese tourists yeah. and that kind of it's, thing. Which that's is how nonsense. they get in. That's how they get in. Because think about what a better conduit. Yeah. Listen, a lot of countries have problems with like Chinese tourists uh, not being able to communicate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you can, if you can be the guy and do it for free, I'd like everyone also to pay attention to the sign in the background there. So it says um, "Grand Opening of the uh, New Chinese Community and Police Cooperation Center." So it's a Chinese Community and Police Cooperation Center. So it's there to stay. I love the acronym. Yeah. <laughs> CCP. CP, yeah, it is. The Chinese yeah. Community Police. South Africa Nelson Mandela. Um, whatever road or bay or whatever. Um, take a look over there. It's got the Confucius Institute logo too. Mm. So the Confucius Institute is also uh, involved. Well, actually, can I just cut to the chase? Yeah. It turns out that these police centers were run by the United Front. Yeah. So yeah. after investigation, the United Front is responsible for China's influence abroad. Of course. Uh, in, in nefarious influence. Yeah, look, yeah. the United Front is really in, uh, this this government organization, and its entire purpose is to influence um the rest of the world you know and you'll find united front in your country in various different forms you know whether it's through some kind of media they buy out the newspapers they 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 work from the local consulates they have the confucius institute all of this it works together that's what's called the united front it's like every presence of chinese you know um ccp in your country is all part of the united front anyway the confucius institute is involved this is bad, and if it's a community center, co- police cooperation center, that means it's permanent. It means it's there. Right. They're going to have Chinese police there all the time. Yep. You know, so yeah, it just kind of sucks. Yeah, not planning on visiting South Africa anytime soon. Yeah, um, they'll so, t- they'll drag me into one of those. Yeah, and they'll put you down on the the video chat. They'll do worse than that. Put me in a tiger chair. Put you in a tiger chair and never let you out. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway, so. Uh, I wanted to show this map. There's a fantastic report. I don't know why this isn't going around because there's a lot of news about this, right? There is a full report about all of this, about every country this has happened with citations and examples. Okay. And I know I think a lot of people just want some digestible news thing. Yeah. But I highly recommend you go look at that report because this will give you the ammo that you need to kind of figure out if your country is involved in this. Yeah. Maybe what you can do. Sure. Uh, So it's in the description, but this is from Safeguard Defenders. And what they did was they went through and found out where each uh, police station was. Right, and there's one branch called the Fujio, right? The Fujio ones that you've already yeah, seen. Fujio That's in the light, uh, the light green. Yeah, because those are kind of mm. trying to pretend to play by the rules. They're not, you know, full-on police on the Actually, street. Actually, the other one is as well. That's Qingtian, which is just a, a city in Zhejiang, right? right? It's the same thing, right. but it's there. Like, oh, we're sister cities, right, you know? Right. So like. <laughs> I sound like James Charles there. Okay. Uh, Qingtian, yeah. like uh, we're Qingtian, so we have more relationships with uh, Brazil. Right? right. For example, so we are more like Rio de, Rio de Janeiro might be partnered with. Right. So they'll be like, we'll we'll take care of this one, right? So some of them have overlap as yeah, well. Yeah, both. So there turns out to be about thirty. I believe it's thirty. So let me just get get this correct. Thirty six country. Uh, thirty six in Europe alone, and then totals fifty four police centers. Right. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. There's even one in New York City. Oh, okay. For God's sakes. And I, I say that's crazy because America typically wouldn't... It's a country that wouldn't allow this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I could see a lot of, like, Brazil it's, or something, you know what I mean? It's too easy to take advantage of uh, of America. If you're willing to break the law, it's very easy. For sure. 
you know sure. i've seen it happen a lot here just come in and do whatever they want you know yeah for sure i want you guys here uh to see if your country is involved in this because you can make some decisions on what you want to do about it uh so ireland mm -hmm. right there's one in dublin netherlands portugal czech republic hungary portugal has two uh three maybe italy okay. france spain uk greece canada us brazil argentina chile ecuador uzbekistan mongolia brunei uh japan nigeria and lesotho mm -hmm. uh cambodia tanzania serbia ukraine australia ecuador brazil sweden Austria, Spain, France, uh, Italy, Germany, Slovakia, Hungary, Czech Republic, Portugal, and Netherlands. Those are some repeats because they have multiple offices. Right. Um, if you're on there, I would probably like bring it up with someone because that's kind of not only is it outlandish, it's 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 wrong. I mean, look, in that list did not include South Africa, but we know that they have their thing there. Yes, but that's these are the Qingtian and the Fuzhou oh, those are Fuzhou. Yeah, I guess it, the one in South Africa is just basically <laughs> like bring. Just, Bring your You're police. not hiding. This no. is my point of this this study and this graph yeah. for you guys to absorb is that these are the ones they're trying to hide behind the facade of being and a partnership. The interesting thing is like where some of them are hidden. Like some of them yeah. are what operating operating out of Chinese restaurants. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So there were two that we can confirm. One was operating out of and this is the uk the uk is hitting it because they did just yeah the uk just made a there was an article that actually sparked us looking to into actually this, yeah. find these reports yeah, yeah. and there was uh two mm -hmm. uh one of two was in london right in the uk right and it was operating as a real estate company so right. you can imagine this real estate company that's attracting chinese people to come make investments in yes. property in in london but then also keeping an eye on is keeping clients. eyes literally creating fi intelligence files yeah to figure out and run checks on these people and figure out who they are and then if they need to be extra extra extradited <laughs> you know through through non-legal means you yeah. know and interrogated and the other one was in glasgow mm -hmm. in uh, scotland in the uk and that was operating in a chinese restaurant yeah. i believe on like a different floor of a chinese restaurant well i mean look here's the thing that's ki kind of smart yeah the majority of money that is laundered out of China by corrupt officials and so on ends up in foreign real estate. Yeah. Look at Canada. Why do you think you're paying out the nose for a place in Vancouver? It's because all the corrupt money out of China ended up in the real estate market yeah. there. Yes. Australia too. Uh, California, all these places. When you have somebody with all this money to get out of China, they've stolen it or taken bribes or whatever, or they feel like there's going to be a crackdown or whatever. Yeah. Got to get the money out. Where's the best place to take it? go and buy a house in an, in a foreign country because at least that's going to be stable it's going to be worth more money it'll keep increasing yes. it's yes. a good way to get your launder your money out and yeah. it seems like every country around the world is just hungry for that they're like come buy our real estate do it come on we don't care about our local population let's drive those market prices up you know come yeah. on come on do it so they do so that makes total sense to set yourself up as a real estate company because there are Big services out there that offer real estate um, services to Chinese speaking people. Because, you know, when you've got mm. a corrupt official coming over to buy a mansion in Vancouver, they're not going to speak English. No. They're not going to be contacting Betty Sue's no. real estate. It'll be a Be Chinese it'll real be, estate. It'll be Betty Sue. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, they'll be like, hey, listen, you want to come buy real estate in wherever the UK? We speak your language, we'll set you up, we yep. know all the rules, all that. And they're like, great, let's use them. And they come in and then they basically fall into a trap because yes. then the real estate agent's like, ha, we That's actually correct. work for the government and you are trying to buy this property 
with our stolen corrupt money that we got from someone else through a bribe. So give it back. Yeah. Now, an important thing I want to end with here yes. is that we didn't do anything here. This this groundwork's been laid. Like there yeah. have been so much, there's been tons of investigation into sure. this. This has been exposed for years now. Yeah. Um, and it took me, you know, a few hours to put everything together. Maybe actually a couple days. We did, really. but we did cover this in the past, like yes, years ago. that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. a culmination of things. If people are out there doing, we're just telling you about yeah. it. The people have been doing the work to find this information, and yet for some reason it doesn't seem to be reaching leadership or Congress or any parliaments, right? Yeah. And if it does reach it, why has nothing been done yet? I'm just just asking. Yeah, why? I don't get it. Why are nothing. they allowed to operate? The, the United Front has been allowed to operate for the longest time, and it seems like such a difficult and slow process to get them out of our institutions across yeah. the world. Yeah. I mean, I'm... I'm not even just talking about America. In South Africa, the Confucius Institute is dug into the biggest top universities. It's dug into society yeah. there. It's so frustrating. I've got people in the, the Cape Town Stellenbosch University sending me yes. messages about the Confucius Institute giving cash rewards for film students to for make propaganda. videos to say how great Xi Jinping is. Yeah. What the hell is going on where South Africa... Go make a video about Mandela or something. Right. What are you doing making a video about how great Xi Jinping is? Right. It's got nothing to do with you. No. Film students in Stellenbosch. You should be like really ashamed of yourself if you're making a video praising Xi Jinping. Oh, man. You know what's crazy is that I don't... And for I'm, cash prizes, you know? If we're going to cap this up in South Africa, <laughs> yeah. I, I've been increasingly interested in watching very closely how much China's putting into influence operations... Yeah. And then how much it's actually working. Yeah. Because there's a lot of uh, think tanks that are actually able to compile some of this data. Yeah. And South Africa actually hasn't seen a huge return on their investment for China. Yeah. What, China's pumping in insane amounts of money for influence operations. Yeah. But by and large, South Africa hasn't been super receptive to it from a personal level. Mm. Uh, but what I do see happening is, like you said, in these universities or institutions, just basically forcing people to do yeah. it. Right, exactly. give, trying to give them cash prizes to make <laughs> yeah. propaganda yeah. for China so that they can use in China. Yeah, because that's what they want. Yeah. They want to be able it's to like show it in China. They'll be like, look at how much respect the rest of the world has for Xi Jinping, for instance. Yes. And they'll show like a film student's um, thing. By the way, take a look at the timeline of the video there. Oh, am I surprised? <laughs> no. no. 4.44. We always manage to hit those numbers. Anyway, guys. Um, before we continue here, we just wanted to remind all of you guys about Shaban Ho. Yeah. You know, you yes, know what Shaban absolutely. Ho is? Can I show them a little... Well, Shaban Ho is our Monday show. Yeah. Can I show them a little clip? Yeah. All right. You ready for this, guys? Let's do it. Down. Give, give me, me some money. money. You knock me down. Pay, pay me. me. Was that Beijing? all the shaban hoes out there the shaban hoes the real shaban hoes how many snakes have you slid down <laughs> explain to us what kind of snake is this what? i don't know <laughs> it's like it's a slippery snake right a crazy expat stories basically a show about scumbags the thing is it's fake inject the tiger with narcotics it's orchestrated Ooh, that just sounds made up <laughs> there's no compassion liverpool who wants to be in a pool of liver very good 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 Okay. 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 Okay.
So guys, if you're interested in checking out Shaban Ho, it's kind of our little VIP club on Mondays. It's a lot of fun. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we've been going through this ridiculous, like all the worst <laughs> expats we ever met. We kind of hit the bottom of the barrel and our final. In the, in the, in the, don't make it sound like we hit the bottom of the barrel and we ran out of content. No, we no. just found the worst people. Yes. So we kind of hit the bottom of the barrel as far as expats are concerned. Yeah. And we've kind of reached the end of that story arc. Mm. So we're going to move on to a completely new topic on Monday. But if you're interested in that kind of thing, please just go check us out. You can check us out on patreon.com forward slash ADV podcasts. And uh, it's a big laugh. It's a lot of fun. Oh, it's great. It's yeah. fantastic. So we have, we have, what was our video? We actually have a topic for Monday. Yes, we do. Uh, I forgot. But I have it written down. And you guys <laughs> should go join us on Monday. It's going to be freaking awesome. Yeah. We love it. Anyway, it's back to the show here, guys. Let's uh, move on to our next topic, which, of course, is Walmart Corner. Mm-hmm. So we're we talking about Walmart Corner. This is where we talk about the haters and what they're up to and all the nonsense that they're doing. And, I mean, again... I feel like the. I really feel like the the Chinese government needs to put a a bit of a muzzle on the internet trolls. Sometimes, what do you think? No, because they want them to do it. They're operating on their behalf. Yeah, I know. But I mean, if they want... Don't make it sound like the Chinese government's the good guys here. They're not. No, I'm not. They're not the good guys. That's why I'm saying they should put a muzzle on them. Right. Right. So tell, explain what's going on. So this is U.S. I, I mean, just to make this incredibly simple. Yeah. This is the U.S. official uh, embassy, right, mm-hmm. in China, wishing yeah. everyone a happy Moon Festival, right? Yeah, so that's what you do. It's like yeah. saying uh, if the Chinese consulate said, we wish all Americans a, a Merry Christmas. But, you know, it's different yes. here. Or a Happy New Year. This is like, we wish all Chinese people a happy Mid-Autumn Festival. Yeah, right? it's like everyone, I hope you're, you know, basically says, like, you know, our partnership's great. Like, hope you guys wish you best. Anyway. The important thing about this was the response. Yeah. Because this is posted on Weibo. Yeah. Uh, from the American official account on Weibo. Yeah. And the response was, well, a lot of the response was, oh, I wish you... Uh, a happy, happy September 11th. Happy September 11th. Or I wish, uh, you know, basically says, yeah, I wish you a happy uh, September 11th. I hope another September 11th can't happens. You know, I hope you have another event like this. Yeah. Uh, and they went on and on. It was, it was just horrid. Just disgusting there stuff. There were a couple of people that were like, for us ordinary Chinese people, thank you very much. Sure. Um, we wish you the best too. Then they started Americans to too. dox the guy. The... Well, actually, I looked into that. <laughs> They're doxing someone else, like oh, another American it? official. Another it's an American yeah, official? It's, <laughs> they said like he's at a certain hotel, hotel in on, a certain room. on a certain floor. <laughs> I know. Like this is vicious and it wasn't removed. No, of course not. And again, if something like that isn't removed from the internet in China, it means that the government endorses that and condones yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And they for pro- sure. probably oh, they love are it. behind it. Yeah. yeah, they're behind it. Yeah, for sure. So just just uh, wanted people to understand how gross it can get. Yeah. Um, on the Chinese internet. You know, you don't do not celebrate um terrorist attacks. Probably not. Especially if someone's being nice and wishing yeah, you a wishing you a happy moon festival. Yeah, exactly. Not for very sure. classy. No. Not very classy at all. Now, um, we've got to move on quickly into world news, guys, because it's it's kind of important, okay? Yeah. And it's a bit longer than usual because yeah. we've got some topics to cover. Worldview, talk about everything in the world with regards specifically to China. And this time we're going back to the World Health Organization. What did they do? Ooh. What did Tedros do? Tedros, by the way, in case you forgot, is a big part of, along with... Peter Bolsack, Tedros and Bolsack, they really helped China cover up the COVID um, pandemic outbreak in the beginning. Yes. Um, And he basically took China's word for it when China was saying like, oh, there's no human to human transmission, even though China already knew there was human to human transmission. Um, You know, 
the, the World Health Organization took their word for it and they tweeted it out and they told everyone there's no human-to-human transmission. They also defended China rigorously. Oh, it was bad. They were saying that, you know, calling people racist. I got so were... much shit for going after them in the beginning, yeah. but it turns out I was right about every single thing they did. They literally yeah. shut down every dialogue that blamed the Chinese government for a cover-up in the beginning. Yeah. And in the end, I almost spoke Chinese. Yeah. In the yeah, end, yeah. it turned out to be true. <laughs> Yeah, no, look, the, the World Health Organization, unfortunately, uh, got a lot of funding, and especially Tedros himself, this guy. He owes his position in the World Health Organization to China. They um, vouched for him, and they you know, helped him gain his position. So, of course, yeah. he's beholden to them in the pocket of the CCP, basically, um, for all intents and purposes. And so he was just listening to what they had to say. He was defending them vehemently and so on and so forth. And it turns out, of course, that he was wrong, China was wrong, and everyone suffered as a result. Correct. You know, so... Oh, anyway, let's get to the point. Let's get to the point here. The WHO declared that the end of the COVID pandemic is in sight. And to really just break it down in simple terms, COVID has turned and morphed into a not-as-deadly virus. It's not like in the beginning. The world has kind of figured out how to deal with it in their own ways. Most countries can kind of agree that we got to let people get back to their normal lives because it's now uh, the death rate's just not at a level where it's a pandemic anymore, right? Yeah. Well, at least towards the mm-hmm. end, getting towards yeah. the end of it, right? So the world's like, cool, thanks for coming around. Appreciate that, WHO. Let's finally get back on to having reason yes. and logic instead of letting China lead the world into an absolute pit of destruction and hell. Yeah. How about listening to proper science yeah. and research rather than just listening to China? Instead of an authoritarian dictator. A place that paints their mountains green. Yes. If you want to go follow the country that paints their mountains green. Yeah, and the, the grass and the trees. Then you're going to let the world die. Yeah, exactly. We're all going to die. Yeah. yeah. So everyone's happy about this news. Yeah. Everyone wants to hear this. It's like a unified approach, which is nice. It's kind of yeah. like a light at the end of the tunnel type of thing. Yeah, everyone's like, okay, yeah, we, yeah, we've dealt with it. Let's, yeah. let's just, de- we're going to continue to deal with it, but we're going to move on and get back to normal, basically. That's absolutely correct. What, what was China's response to this? You know, because they've got the zero COVID policy right now, right? Yes. What did they do when this news came out? They blocked it. <laughs> they blocked the news. They censored it. They blocked it. People in China are not allowed to read this, watch it, listen to it. Or talk about it. So when the WHO completely blindly followed the Chinese government, oh, they lead, praised the crap pra- out of it. When they did that, Dude. that was great. Yeah, for the, for China. Yeah. But now that they're saying something that goes against, because China is the only country doing the zero COVID yeah. nonsense, right? This zero COVID policy, where no COVID is allowed and everyone has to go through lockdowns. Hundred something million people are being affected by lockdowns right now in China. Yeah. Right? It's insane that China's still doing this. Even South Africa, I can't, I don't know the exact story, but apparently the they've ruled that like uh, mandating a vaccine is unconstitutional. Yeah, and that's a country that was going ape with lockdowns. Remember they banned the sale of alcohol yeah. and cigarettes? Like they went pretty authoritarian on the lockdowns. I mean, alcohol, I, I get it because in South Africa, people drink and then they they cause crimes, okay? Anyway. Well, I mean, but in South Africa specifically, <laughs> sure, it's like, sure. that's a, there's probably a tactic to stop just the complete destruction of society, but cigarettes? Yeah, why cigarettes? I mean, why ban the sale of cigarettes? I just absolutely no, because it makes people's lungs worse and they get COVID. <laughs> Maybe, but I'm just thinking, what's yeah. the point? I have but no idea. Turns out some of the corrupt officials' um, daughters and stuff were selling, like, took over the black market for selling cigarettes. No way. That's probably why. That's because cigarette actually cigarette smuggling is insane money. 
Yeah. It's crazy because the tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, whatever. Anyway, that's yeah. a, that's a different. Story. Just saying, so, like the the world, the yeah. rest of the world's not doing the zero COVID. No, and ch- only China is, mm. and China can't be wrong about it, and that's the problem. Yeah. As much as you might praise China for, like, even if you're an anti-CCP, but you're pro-China policy and like, oh, they built high-speed rails or, sure. oh, they did whatever ma- massive megastructure project. Mm-hmm. That's what you can do when you cut through the red tape and you have one leader making decisions. Sure. That all goes out the window when you realize those decisions suck. Yeah. Like, zero COVID comes from the top. It comes from Xi Jinping or at least his cabinet, right? Probably Xi Jinping. And that's got to be his thing. Yeah. Every Chinese leader, Mao, Deng, right? Jiang, Hu. You all have a, a, an event that you're responsible for. Yeah. And that's your legacy. So you can move on. The next leader takes over. So you'll have like the great opening. Yeah, have, of course. Reforms. Uh, the new China. Mao Zedong is famous for making the new China and yeah. taking over China, right? Yeah. There's reform and opening. There's uh, all, all these things like uh, market reform, right? Like yes. Jiang Zemin pro-market reform. You're famous for doing something, yeah. right? Whether it's good or bad. Uh, Xi Jinping's famous for screwing up China. Right. So imagine... You know, you latch onto this idea from the beginning that, okay, I'll be the one that gets mm-hmm. rid of COVID, zero COVID, right? Yeah. Zero COVID is going to be me. Yeah. I'm going to be the one that's famous for taking China to a level where the rest of the world died and it's millions of people died and I'm the one that eradicated it. The worst nightmare happened. COVID became not very deadly. Yes. The rest of the world's like, I don't care anymore. The economies are not stagnating anymore because they're able to actually participate. You know, yeah. recession notwithstanding, like people can go back to work. Yeah. In China... They're neutering, stagnating, and actually imploding. Yeah. Their country is imploding because of this zero COVID policy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. I just covered it in my latest video. And when you have a situation where that one leader dictates that, then there's no reform. There's yeah. no reform able. So you have to stop news like the WHO, yeah. who's previously in your pocket, saying, yeah. listen, it's kind of over, guys. Let's let's relax now. I, I actually just want to point out once again the complete turnabout. Like, yeah. China is such a... Um, a master of uh, just doing whatever's convenient at the moment, yeah. right? And when the WHO, when they managed to uh, finagle the WHO and make them say what they wanted to say by lying to them and also by not allowing them to go and look at the labs, not allowing them to do any investigations and all that kind of crap and convincing them, twisting their arm, yeah. then they were like, look, the WHO said this. And yes. every time yeah. someone, anyone around the world questioned China, they would just throw up the WHO yeah. reports. They'd say, the WHO See, is on it. our side. Look, yeah. the WHO said this. We didn't say it. They did. Yeah. Yeah. But meanwhile, no, what they're saying is like, we made them say this. Correct. Right? It's but- actually a great analogy is like all the human rights think tanks that they create in different countries. Yeah. Because then they can say, oh, this study says that the Uyghurs are not in concentration camps and it came from the Netherlands, but it's actually their own. It's their own thing. Right. Yeah, but then now suddenly the WHO starts to say things that they don't like. They right. just block and censor them. Correct. So it's just fair weather, friends. Yep. It's just nonsense. That's the way the Chinese government works. Correct. All right. So that's what's happening on that front. Let's move on. Yeah, well, I oh, mean, it's, just it's part the same part of it. I'll just make it small again so you can actually see the headlines there. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Senator Hawley. Now this, guys, before we get into this, TikTok. Everyone knows TikTok, right? Yes. Um, TikTok is, for those of you who don't know, it's a Chinese app, okay? Um, Everyone knows what TikTok is. <laughs> yeah, but it is a Chinese app. Yes. I just have to keep reminding people. Yes. They have... The so-called American version, which is called TikTok, it's actually Douyin, which you know is a derivative of previous software, out musically, there. Yeah. musically and Vine and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? Anyway, 
fantastically popular, as everyone knows. Very popular around the world. The algorithms are fantastic to keep people's attention. It's a fantastic waste of your life. If, oh, it's like... It's if you like enjoy it. But no judgment. Drugs. Yeah, but like... No oh, yeah, no judgment. It's just it's like, like... Whatever, if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. If you like watching people sure. dancing around or whatever, it's like whatever, man. That's okay. It's just short-form media is what I'm it is. I'm being completely non-judgmental here by saying that yeah. I'm judging the it's shit It's short-form media. I judge yeah. short-form media yeah. not because it cuts in our profit margins. It's because no. if, I think it shapes people's brains into not being able to look into things more. Well, whatever the case, okay, yeah. the, the app itself... Gets a lot of data from people. That's how it operates. Yes. It's about algorithms, right? Yes. So it figures out what people are interested in. Yeah. Okay? And it follows everything about your reactions to certain things, your likes, your dislikes. And, of course, it's installed on your phone. It's got access to your phone number for verification. Mm-hmm. It's got access your to browser. you. Your browser. Yeah, you as a person. There's an in-TikTok browser that people were using to go on the internet, and it was tracking everything you type. Makes sense. But basically, there's yeah. this app that has a huge amount of, of information about you yourself personally on mm-hmm. here. Okay? Mm-hmm. Knows your habits. Yeah. Knows your location. It's like everything. It's bad. It's bad. And yeah. Especially if you're uploading to TikTok and stuff too. Your camera. Your, your, your this and that. Mm-hmm. Everything. Now, this app that knows everything about you and everyone who uses it, which is a huge percentage of the population uh, in the world, not only America or places like that, all of this data is accessible by the Chinese Communist Party. One billion users. Yeah, so a billion people around the world. A seventh of the world. Yeah. The Chinese Communist Party can call up that information right now. Mm. So if the Chinese Communist Party, say, for instance, says, we really, really, really hate these China show guys. We really hate, um, you know, Lao 86, and we hate Serpents at A. TikTok, tell us everything about them. TikTok will be like, sure, give us a second. Pull up the information from America, because they have access to it. And they're like, okay, here's where they, 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 these are their likes, this is where they hang out, this is their this, this is their that, bam. And it can be done. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's not some bullshit like tinfoil hat, like Alex Jones frog thing that we're making up here. That's real. It's possible to do. It's possible. We we haven't, until it goes to court, Mm. we can't say it's been done. We can say, if China needs that stuff, they'll get it. Yeah, they okay. can. They absolutely can. It's even been admitted by the TikTok, um, you know, like whatever, some higher ups, yeah. board or whatever. That yes, engineers from China and yeah. their staff in Beijing and in China yeah. have access to information in America, to Americans' data. Yeah. So they have access to it, right? Yeah. And that's why they can just say, we need this data. They yeah. don't need to say why, do they? They're just like, no. oh, we're busy tweaking the algorithm, so we need the data of this group of people or something. I mean, that's a that's a huge generalization, but this is basically how it works. China owns ByteDance. Yes. ByteDance is the company that runs TikTok, and the people that run ByteDance, although that they say and they've pushed for because of legal pressure mm-hmm. that all Americans' data has to be stored in America... The people running the company still get the say over what happens. I mean, it doesn't matter if the data is stored in America or Singapore or whatever. They still admit that the Beijing engineers and the people in ByteDance, ByteDance, what am I, American here? Mm -hmm. They can access that information. Right. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where it's stored. It's like, oh, I've got my bank account in America, but here's the password. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it doesn't matter. They can still access it. So it's a huge security threat. And I think we can all agree that China's not a friend of the world right now. Mm. 
okay? And they will use this information for whatever purposes they want. And it's not a good idea to have that much power in the hands of a pretty unstable, pretty crazy government like the CCP. Yeah. And anyone who thinks that there's some kind of um, checks and balances no. in ByteDance, no. no. All, all Chinese companies, it doesn't matter how big they are, they have to report back to the Chinese government. Correct. I know this for a fact, having worked at Tencent. And for those of you who don't know who Tencent is, they're massive. They are the ones that created WeChat, um, Weixin, which every Chinese person in the world uses. I can say, bar three of them who just, I don't know, can't see or something. Everyone uses it, okay? It's part and parcel of everyday life, communications, paying for things, all of that sort of thing. They also have massive Tencent gaming. That's like all this online gaming huge. stuff. They are huge. And I used to work for Tencent. I worked for Tencent for a number of years. They have Communist Party officials in the building at all times. Of course. Every company does. Yeah, they have to. They have to. And they told me themselves. They have to when the Chinese government uh, requests something. They have to give it to them. They don't have a choice. No Chinese company has a choice to deny the Chinese government. Not one. And ByteDance is no exception. ByteDance is a great wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. And so if you've got engineers in ByteDance, say you're an engineer, right? And you now have to pass a, a, a TikTok uh, check. So TikTok's going to say, we're going to vouch and, and look for our engineers. And they run a background check on you. And they see, oh, he's not a Communist Party member. OK, he's probably safe. He's a good engineer. So you're an engineer that's now passed the test. You have been given access to the files in America. OK, great. Now the Communist Party comes to ByteDance and says, we need that information. They're like, sure, Matt, go fetch those files. And you're like, okay. Doesn't matter, does it? Doesn't no. matter. You can try to vet anyone in ByteDance and say he's okay. He still it's, has to answer to the CCP if might, he's not a member himself. After you guys see this, the Senate grill. Yeah, we've got to show you this next which clip. Which is brilliant. Yeah. I have to preface this by saying... The defense from TikTok is so idiotic. Yeah. When you watch it, if you have any understanding about China, because it's a bald-faced lie. Yeah. It's preying on people that are using a Western slash American judicial lens yes. on how China operates. And the, the be-all and end-all of what they're saying is, I can't verify if people in TikTok or in ByteDance are Communist Party members because that's their political affiliation. Bullshit. It's not... A party that mm. you go and say, oh, I'm going to be, today I'm going to be part of the Democrat Party or yeah. Libertarian Party or I'm going to be part of the Green Party. It's not a democratic country. No. Political affiliation, it doesn't even matter no. if that person is in the Communist Party of China because somebody in that company is. Yes. And they're overseeing the entire operation. This isn't some bullshit like uh, American company or UK company that gets to do whatever they want mm. and stave off the authorities. That's, yes. there's, no, there's no layers in between this. Yeah. It is the CCP overseeing everything at ByteDance. There's no separation of no. company and state. No, but she's implying that yeah. there is. Oh, I don't know what political people's political affiliation is. Well, Shut let's, up. Let's watch the clip. Yes. Let's just play the clip. Everybody, please pay attention to this. It's important. Senator Hall, you're recognized for your questions. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. Thanks to all the witnesses for being here. Ms. Pappas, let me start with you. I have to say it's great to see you here today. I have repeatedly invited your company to testify before Congress. I invited them to testify to the Judiciary Subcommittee on Crime and Terrorism in November of 2019. I invited them to testify again in September of the following year. Both times we were stiffed 
TikTok told me that they would set up a meeting with the CEO. They didn't want to testify in public, but they set up a meeting with the CEO after November 2019. They then canceled that meeting. So uh, it's nice to see TikTok being willing to answer questions uh, in public. It's a, it's a pleasant change. Um, let's, let's dig into a few things, if we could, specifically about TikTok's links to the Chinese Communist Party. In response to a letter from some of my colleagues, TikTok claimed earlier this year that the company has never shared data, never, with the Chinese government. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. And has never shared data with the Chinese Communist Party. Is that correct? We will never share data, period. Uh, my question was in the past tense. Have, has TikTok ever shared data with the Chinese Communist Party? We have never shared data with the Chinese government, correct. With the Chinese Communist Party? Yes, correct. Uh, do you have any, uh, have you ever shared it with uh, members, two members of the Ch Chinese Communist Party? We have said many times, Senator, that we do have Chinese en engineers based in China. I don't think there's any platform up here that would be able to speak to what you're talking about in, as it relates to the political affiliation of an individual. But I'm happy to assure you that we are ensuring the access controls around our data as well as the storage of that data in the United States. So I think you're telling me that there are TikTok employees or ByteDance employees who are members of the Chinese Communist Party? Is that what I No, I'm saying I wouldn't be able to verify that. Oh, well, let me just ask you that affirmatively. Are there members of, are there TikTok employees or ByteDance employees who are members of the Chinese Communist Party? Senator, I'm saying nobody that's sitting on this panel could tell you a political I'm not interested about anybody's opinion. Any I'm asking individual. you a factual question. Are there members of the Chinese Communist Party employed by TikTok and ByteDance, yes or no? I wouldn't be able to tell you the political affiliation of any individual. What I can tell you is how much we're investing. No, no, membership in, in the Communist Chinese Party is not exactly well like membership in the Democrat Party. Controls. So I'm, I'm looking for an answer. You, you so tell me you don't know? TikTok doesn't know. I'm, I, here's what I can tell you. I can tell you that our U.S. and Singapore leadership, there are no... CCP members, I can tell you So you that do know that, but, you, but you're telling me that you don't know if there are any members who are employed by TikTok or ByteDance, members of the Chinese Communist Party? Senator, I am happy to share that we are putting access control... That's not my question. My question well is, that's not my question. My question is, are there any TikTok employees or ByteDance members, uh, employees, members of the Chinese Communist Party? Yes or no? Senator, I'm saying nobody could sit up here and give you that So you answer. don't know? You're saying you don't know. You do know your leadership isn't, but you don't know about your employees. Is that your testimony? I know that everyone who makes a strategic decision at ah. this platform is not a member of the CCP. Uh, so there we go. I mean, I guess that's pretty much... Uh, self-explanatory. It's, it's self-explanatory, guys. <clears throat> the CCP has access to your data if you use TikTok. Yes. Mm. Because if employees of ByteDance in China have access to the U.S. data, that means the Communist Party of China has access to the U.S. data. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Is that simple? I mean, I, that's I was going off because it's just so, it makes me so mad because it's such a clear, easy answer. Yeah, yes. Like, oh, yes. we don't know a political No, you know. You know. But yeah. you know. Yeah. You don't run an entire company that's from China and not know that. You yeah. know that better than I do. Yeah. That's the problem. So every every single company in China has to have Communist Party members in it. Have to. It's it's not like you have a choice in the matter. So there are.
So, um, that he, senator seemed like kind of a douche, to be honest. Yeah. But like that notwithstanding, like it was yeah. a very simple question. And the, the answer is yes, you know. Yeah, of course she does. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I'm not, I'm not ever anyone to, to really try to tell people what to do, like when it comes to boycotting things and so on. I can suggest doing things. And I do think that if you are like addicted to TikTok, if you are a massive TikTok user, that you should probably just reconsider it, you know? Because you you are feeding your information to China, yes, absolutely, so, uh, and you are helping them. So if you have the choice, um, maybe choose something else. I don't know. Maybe, maybe In, choose something. Else. I don't know. Give Instagram shorts or stories or whatever a shot. I don't know. Maybe YouTube shorts. I hate, YouTube I hate shorts this stuff so me much. Off yes, so much. like it's whatever. The freaking yeah. feed. <laughs> yeah, it, it sucks that there isn't a, a proper alternative to TikTok for people mm. who are kind of stuck on it. But whatever. We just wanted to let you know that that's the case. Yes. So um, this brings us to our final part of the show, which of course is the Yamcha, where we just kick back, relax, answer your super chats, have a good time. And uh, for those of you who don't know how this works, it'll stay up now live. You get to watch. It'll stay up for the whole weekend. On Monday, we cut it out of the show. But if you are a patron at any level, you will always have access to the full thing. If you want to go and listen to the the, the long Q&A, maybe you'll find a little nugget of truth in there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> anyway, guys, let's, uh, let's do it. It's time to loosen the tie. So what do we got? Koala1203 says, can we get footage of Wang Wenbin speaking in water cooler? <laughs> That's actually not as a bad sound, idea. As a soundbite. You know, I actually, I actually planned to put some more soundbites for today, but unfortunately we got a bit stuck into the research and so yeah. I didn't have time. I apologize. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan. I kind of feel like a bit of a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sucks. Mm. Sean O'Sullivan, what news of that doctor? What's his name? Peter? Oh, you mean... Balsack? Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Apocalypse Survivor says, thank you for all you do. Mm. Uh, did you see the... Xinjiang Shampoo says, did you see the CCP is destroying Buddhist uh, statues that were found in the Yang, Yangtze River during the drought? Apparently, they destroy many statues. Are they destroying those? I don't think I they're destroying them. I don't them. think they would do that. They'd probably put them in a museum. Yeah, I know they did destroy everything. That's why you only find them under the flooded waters or whatever, because yeah. they couldn't just swim. The communists couldn't swim down there to break them. That's the only reason they exist. Yeah, they, if they knew about them, they would heat seek those out. Yeah, they would probably like throw dynamite in there. Oh, for sure. Um, but they really did destroy everything. It's it's awful. If you see the old footage of them knocking down statues and destroying old temples and things, they yeah. loved that. That's what they did. That's for sure. That's why China's in the state that it is today is because of Mao Zedong and his crazy great leap backwards and cultural that is, de devolution. That is absolutely correct. Anyway, yeah. Um, sorry, just had to restart the. Oh, you did a restart. I had to. Okay. Got kicked out. Okay. Uh, it's Morbin time from Edgy Nuke. Okay. Um, Will Smith says, just wanted to comment, uh, commend you guys on the so-called China fact chasers. Thank you. Uh, lives Life 365. I'm here on the Fitzgerald Highway looking for bodies. Oh. I, always, I never... I don't I, understand I always that feel like wicked out of the loop with some of these pop culture references that I sure. don't... People drop these quotes. What is that? I don't know. And people are like, you idiot, that's from... Yeah. Uh, you got to understand. You know I mean? Right. By the way, if you have forgotten, we do actually have a clip show, the kind of a clip show, China Fact Chasers. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for a specific topic we've ever spoken about and you just don't remember what episode it was in, uh, you're looking for some footage or something, you can go to China Fact Chasers. Yeah. That's our, our show. You'll be able to find it. It's very succinct, all the topics from the show. Yeah. Okay. So then people are quoting that again. Dreams walking in broad daylight, 365 degrees, burning down the house, burning down the house from uh, talking heads. Oh, is so, that what it is? 
Pilgrim Media, have you uh, been contact? Have you ever been contacted by the CIA? If not, I don't think that's how they work. No, like um, I'm hoping one day there'll be like a van pulls up and puts a black bag over my head and give yeah. me a secret mission to go and like figure out what the latest flavor of Ben and Jerry's ice cream is or whatever. Do you think that's what they do? I think so. I like send oh, you, because send you it's undercover. like secret. Like yeah, send you yeah. undercover. And... Isn't that corporate espionage? Oh yeah, I guess that wouldn't fall under there. Hey, maybe there are massive ice cream <laughs> yeah. fans over there in Langley. Yeah, yeah. That'd be, uh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, of course, I'd let everybody know straight away that I'm working for them. Of course, that's the case. of course. Yeah, that's how it operates, That's right? the protocol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's at least what China thing. Yeah, exactly. They go into those hotels and talk about like puns and what is, what is it it's actually kind of like it's what is it and it's not crazy it's outrageous I mean, oh right? yeah that's bloody outrageous but, but quite quite seriously though um it's quite it's kind of funny how they, they constantly think that the cia is going to contact some youtubers to go and like do it's undercover espionage because you know people that are in the public eye do you know why yeah it's very 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 simple to figure out why they're so sloppy in that idea because they do because it. that's how they do it that's how they, they yeah they quite do. literally only put one layer between themselves and influencers yeah they hire companies third-party companies that even reach out to us yes to make content on their behalf so yeah. when they're that dumb and crappy at it mm, it makes sense yeah. they think that's how america works too yeah very true will smith says the jen Hao guy knows where garth hid the bodies jen Hao. <laughs> oh yes uh that could be a soundbite Paul, it should be. Yeah, Paul petition. Paul Craig says, petition for Winston to paint his suit green to show his commitment to the environment. Lol, love the vid. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a great video. Yeah. We both had some good videos this week. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, I, I basically, re well, not basically, I did. I, I yes. did. I complicatedly released a video this week um, which showed some of the ridiculous shortcuts that uh, local governments in China have done to try and avoid like environmental, environmental protection uh, audits and things they've painted mountains green they paint the grass green they paint trees green they roll like camo netting over mountains and stuff and quarries you should check it out it's kind of funny yeah and my video is about the zero covid how it's making the country actually implode yeah um both are in the description by the way oh yeah. Unt united nerd said winston this is your cia handler shut up it's too obvious <laughs> david lopan okay says uh tell our boys in yokosuka base about the china show no more for you that's classified. <laughs> Mihak Robin, merch mm -hmm. when? Uh, we just finished a merch campaign, actually. Yeah, the Onga Warm thing. We'll, yep. we'll come up with something good in the future. Love the Onga Warm, by the way. Oh, when yeah. It, it was when great... are ours arriving? Didn't we get some? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Coming soon, I hope. Coming soon. Uh, case closed 93. I know that Canada loves I the love Aurora. China. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm whoa. sorry. Whoa. I thought, I thought we'd have a little bit of a laugh. Okay. In a minute, well, okay. I got something. We got to show you something because we we tracked down the original. You got to understand China we did. clip. We did. We did show it on Shaban Ho, but I think it's fair for us to share it with everyone here. Yes. Can we just share it? Can I finish this real quick? Because I was halfway through the super chat. Oh, you're halfway yeah. through. Yeah. Of course you can. Yeah. Finish that. I know first. Canada loves the Aurora, but Winston should say, say like that. South Africa still flies the authentic World War II C-47s, 80 years after getting them. Well, the Dakotas are like, those are like very popular in South Africa still. Oh. Yeah, that's freaking old. But what do you expect? It's South Africa, you know? Anyway, what? The Auroras are, you know, very high tech compared to uh, what South Africa has. What? Uh, nothing, just something very... Very what? Very interesting. Okay. Uh, okay. 
So um, let's take a look, guys. Um, I want to show you the origin of the You Gotta Understand China. Now, I got to set this up for you. This is a bit of a treat for those of you who stuck around for the, the, the Q&A section. Mm-hmm. We classified foreigners in Allah Shaban Ho, the usual thing, you got ESL teachers, mm-hmm. etc. And you've got a, uh, a category called happy panda bears. Mm-hmm. And a panda as in P-A-N-D-E-R, not, mm-hmm. not panda, panda bears. And the whole point is to basically praise China, completely just openly praise China. And that opens up a lot of opportunities for you in China. You get to work in state media, sure. you get to, I don't know, they'll sponsor you to do things. So we wanted to show you the the biggest happy panda bear, probably the OG. What do you think? Sure. Yeah. So let's show it quickly so you can see. Let's do it. I love China. You got to understand China. You got to respect China. Sorry about that. I was uh, I got the wrong media pack. I didn't want to spoil the Shaban Ho stuff. So here's look. Let's look at the happy panda bear. Here, here we go. Some will say China is polluted. Some will say China is frightening. Today, I send you a message from the bottom of my heart. China is smart. China is huge. China is powerful. Yes, I'm a foreigner, and I'm here to say it. I love China. This is where the world grows. This is where things happen. This is where you find evolution and beauty, development and future, sharing and passion. This is where you find joy and kindness and love. Yes, that is true. Nothing is perfect. But China is my home. But China is my land. But China is my teacher, my brother, my friend. You gotta understand China. You gotta respect China. I tell you now, come and see by yourself. I now talk to all the Chinese men, women and children. My friends, let's make the world a better place. The world doesn't know you yet. Show yourself. Because you have strength. Because you have happiness. Because you have wealth. Because you're the ones with the power to do great things. The ones with the resources to do the amazing. The ones with the culture to do beauty and the will to go beyond. My friends, it's time now. Show the world the beauty of China. Yeah, so um, you just ran propaganda, bro. I I did, I did, <laughs> but I thought everybody needs to see that. They sure. are, they got to know where the sound comes from. China. Yeah. You got to understand China. So that's the original clip, and I'm sure there are a lot of very satisfied, fellated members of the CCP after watching that. Oh, it's fantastic! Like a release. <laughs> yeah, yeah, full um, release. That's the kind of thing that they're trying to get people at the Stellenbosch University and so on yeah. to do for the Confucius Institute. It's yeah. like make a video that praises China yeah. and you win $1,000 or whatever. Yes. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Anyway, we just thought we'd throw that in. So back to the Super Chats. David Lopan. Dudes, you ever consider painting a cro- car chroma key green for viral videos or on the road podcasting? Uh, by the way, any updates on the show metrics in terms of how much the channel's grown since last month? Uh, yeah, we can pull up a mirror, little, little metric. For which channel? This one? This one. 
Okay, yeah, let's take a look. Uh, Chroma key green. I don't think we'd ever paint a car that color. It's a bit I don't weird. I think so. Yeah. No. At least, you know, we wouldn't be driving that, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think that's yeah. a good idea. No. Uh, let's see. It looks like we grew 7,655 uh, subscribers in this last month. That's fantastic. Thank you. And welcome all the new subscribers that are here. Yeah. Views are up and watch time is up big time too. Cool. So thank you to everyone out there. Thanks for doing a little report card check, David. <laughs> uh, so whatever everyone's doing to help out, it's working. Thank you very much, everyone who watches us. Uh, Red Channel says, can I get a back-to-back -back ball sack? Oh, you certainly can. Let's start with a short one. Oh, yeah, the second one's about twice as long. It is. Do you know that someone found the source video from that frame? Yeah, I'm sure they did. No, they did. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Man. Trying to keep it, it a didn't secret. Get, it didn't get upvoted enough for people to figure okay, it out. Okay, good. So. Yeah. Trying Don't to keep worry. it a secret. <laughs> yes. Uh, Matt Morass, can you guys please watch your mom's house podcast so you're not confused about more random comments? Where are the bodies, she? What is this your mom podcast? I have no idea, but let's let's not like uh, advertise stuff that we don't know. No, for sure. <laughs> um, Lecker says, the background says it's expat related. Most of these Chinese expat associations around the world are part of the CCP's spy network, actually. Yeah, we know that. <clears throat> Old Matey says, cash for AI robo-tractor on the ADV ranch. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. We got the space for it. For yeah, sure. we can do it. Uh, Walter Deadman, the actor looks like, have you seen this man meme? Oh, the, have you seen this man? Remember that? Yeah. The lore was that he visits people in their dreams. Kind of creepy. He really does look like, have you seen this man? Yeah. Yeah, he's a creepy, creepy dude. Maybe Lu Chao is him. Yeah. Tyler Durden says, here's a so-called donation for <laughs> your so-called videos and your so-called helpful efforts. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, so-called thanks. Yeah. Uh, Xinjiang Shampoo says, streamable. I don't know what that means. Tim Wolf. Uh, Hi, guys. I'm late. Sorry, I just got home. Here's some beer money. Cheers. Thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate it. A possible person. The Moscow police went to offices in D.C. to help out Russian tourists. What could go wrong? Oh, they want a building that backs up against congressional offices. That won't be a problem, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Magic Johnson's uh, says after last week's episode, I think I'll stop eating at my local Chinese restaurant. It's called Hunan Express. Why would you stop eating at your local Chinese restaurant? Yeah. Go for it. We love our local Chinese. Yeah. Support your local support Chinese restaurant. Support your local restaurant. Chinese restaurant. The food's great, and um, you know usually. The majority of the, the people that make it over and start a new life somewhere else, they're, they're not very fond of the CCP. Usually. No. Yeah. Aaron Young, uh, thank you for the work you do. Thank you mm. very much. Ian Miller says, the Lennon and McCarthy of China commentary. Good show. Thanks. Look it up. Uh, oh, sorry. McCart McCartney, not McCarthy. Yeah, I was like, MacArthur. what were you saying? <laughs> General MacArthur. Yeah, what are you saying? Uh, anyway. Walter Deadman, I'm surprised Serbia puts up uh, with the CCP like they do, given their more recent history of the Yugoslav Wars. Mm. It's it's less about communism, more about authoritarianism, I think. Yeah. Uh, what are you tapping around about? You know, it's Friday, right? Right. Gotta have a little enthusiasm going I on. I am, I am. Enthusiastic. I'm very it's enthusiastic. Friday. Yeah, it's great. Woo! it's great. It's Friday. Guys, I hope you're all gearing up for a fantastic weekend, whatever you do. <laughs> Everyone seems... Out there to be very enthusiastic, I think. They are. It's so it's, am I. Woo! You're incredibly enthusiastic today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's the next? Let's do this. <laughs> Lecker says jurisdiction is an essential part of, the, of a country's sovereignty. 
these countries are selling their sovereignty out to the CCP with these stations. Yeah, for sure. Mm, agreed. Come on, what the hell? Like, don't let China have a, a local police presence in your country. It's a bad idea. Mm -hmm. They're not very good with human rights. No. And they hide behind a language barrier. And this yeah. is something people don't seem to understand. No. It's awful. They can get away with anything because no one understands it. All right? Yeah. And they can do it out in the open. Norman makes a good point. He says, <laughs> yeah, what's that? Do the Chinese police stations go into lockdown if someone in the area has COVID? Or do they laugh at all the lockdowns in China? Oh, they're mm -hmm. love in the not lockdowns. I'll tell yeah. you that. Yeah. Uh, in Oyoptica. You, you know, what's really interesting is like we, we know quite a few people who have quite recently left China. Um, and they're people yeah. who have been very like positive about the zero COVID lockdown while in China. But mm. as soon as they leave, they're like, what a bunch of shit that was. Yeah. You know, for sure. And they're loving having freedom in the West. And then they're kind of losing support from their friends back in China who are still going on about like how great the zero COVID thing is. It's interesting. Yeah. You know, when you're in China, champion the zero COVID. When you're out of China, breathe a sigh of relief and live a normal life. For sure. For yeah. sure. Uh, Enyo Optica says, even as someone who took Mandarin back in school here in Canada, I never knew anything about the CCP until recent years. Great job. Oh, thank you. Great. <laughs> uh, Anthony Saints says, okay, give me a cotton and don't forget ball sack. Okay, got you got it. Jim Flagg says, thanks again, guys, shining a light on the hidden stuff that China is doing in our own countries. Yeah, it's really annoying. And this is something that has annoyed me from the get-go. Um, you know, even back in South Africa, I knew things were kind of going down in the background yeah. that just was nobody would even pay attention to because they didn't know. Sure. You know, I'd go to, there's a Chinatown in Cyril Dean in, in Johannesburg. I used to go there to buy stuff and they'd have like all these hidden blocked off things and they do all these like things like go and poach uh, abalone. You call it abalone or abalone? abalone. Abalone, abalone, you know, they go, they're going like, <laughs> they're going, yeah, I know, they go steal all this abalone, right? And then just store it in their backyards and stuff there. And then this whole criminal enterprise, but it was so closed off and nothing was being done. And it was being run by like Chinese mafia inside mm. South Africa. And it's like, what is this crap? You know, how about no? How about don't do that? Mm. As soon as we get to the States and we walk into, remember when we were doing that food tour, mm. this was before I'd moved here and we're pass, passing all these, like, um, we'd go to the Asian supermarkets and stuff and you'd see like adverts up on the wall and uh, basically on how to cheat your taxes and stuff in Chinese. Like, mm. Oh, and how to cheat your visas and stuff, but it's in public. Yeah. yeah. It's there. It's in public for everyone to read. And you're like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. You know, it's this language barrier really allows the... The criminal elements to really get away, and the Chinese government, yeah. which they are criminals, get away with so much in other countries. Yeah. And yet your average person of that country, wherever you are, you're walking past, there's a poster there. It can be yeah. saying like, you know, F you, right. we hate you. Right. I want to burn your, your country down. It could be there, and you'd be like, oh, it's just nice. Look at that beautiful script. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Language anyway. barriers, I think. Yeah, language barrier is bad. Uh, Simone Osera says... One of the CCP's greatest fears in development of a credible opposition movement is to its rule developing amongst the Chinese diaspora. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so keen to place their own law enforcement agents in foreign countries. That's absolutely correct. Uh, Joshua King, I would like to wish everyone in China, and we won't read that. Okay. That's, that's playing their, their, own, their own CCP's dirty game. Okay. Ultra Prime March says, good morning from Japan. Mm. Not sure if you guys know this, but all... This TikTok tracking stuff is actually why American military members are not supposed to use TikTok. Makes I'm sense. pretty sure that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, my Amy says, thank you again and again. Best wishes to you and your families. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Nate Huler says, only able to catch the first half this week, so I have a six-pack on me. Off topic, but are you guys going to go to Oktoberfest this year? Hmm. We're actually probably not going to this year. Probably not this year, yeah. The last one we went to was pretty fun, though. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Peen and Carrie, thank you guys for all you do. Uh, this Let this go towards your beer fund. Thank you very much. Oh, I appreciate it very much. Ness Audi says, hi. Great work, guys. Virgil St. John, thank you very much. Dalmatian Daisy says, did you guys go to the Flight 93 Memorial in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, five days ago, or is it too far from your place? Yeah, we did not go to that. No, sorry, we were busy with something else. I had to yep. deal with a, an infestation of rodents. Sexy, you're not raw. Huh? No, we did, like yeah, seriously. That's not a. That's not an. How about that? How about that freaking bobcat lynx yeah. thing? Holy crap! That thing was huge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a huge debate going on amongst like what it was. environmental people. Yeah. And I would say twenty percent of people thought it was an actual mountain lion, which are very rare. Yeah. And then uh, the rest of people thought it was a bobcat, but no one, everyone agreed that no one has ever seen a bobcat that big. Yeah. It's huge. In our property, yeah. by the way. And caught in, it on camera. On a, a wildlife yeah. camera. Yeah. We always see cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, we just saw turkeys, which is amazing. Literally yeah. this morning, there was a, a mother hen and all the babies, which is cool to see. But this bobcat was, just was the size of a mountain lion. Yeah, it was like just a unit. It was huge. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Never seen anything like it. It must be all those rodents. Bring him in, you know? It's got to be. Yeah. yeah, we've had a, a mouse problem, not rats. Not yeah. Mice. Mm-hmm. Mr. Incognito 007, if you complain about those office to help Chinese people with paperwork, they will call racism against Chinese. That's that's their biggest tool. Well, that's just not the case. It's yeah. racism to want a office in a foreign country to be able to spy and pick up Chinese people and harass them. Yeah. That's racist. That's terrible, yeah. Doc Slothian and Old Doc back again. Excellent. This weekend, I turned 300 or something or other. But remember, age <laughs> is just a number. Have a good weekend, fellas. See you on Monday. Thank you. Yeah, you we'll too. We'll see you at Shaban Ho. Thank you yeah, very much. Looking forward to it, mate. Langston Hall. Jen Hall. Jen Hall. <laughs> you know, look into the camera. <laughs> he really does look like. Do you remember that meme? About, I do. Yeah. It's like a, it was like a whole creepypasta thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wing083, you guys uh, should have Weird Al's song Party in the CIA as a soundbite whenever someone asks you if you work for the CIA. Party in the CIA. <laughs> that was actually, believe it or not, my kid uh, was, she somehow came across some Weird Al song. Right. Because I guess it was a parody of something that she knew. So she started, I put on like a playlist of Weird Al and that song came on and I had never heard that before, but it's oh. actually hilarious. Right. Yeah, it's I like Party it. in the USA, like Miley Cyrus. It's got to be new then. No, well, I mean, it's Miley Cyrus is new in my book, old, yeah. yeah. 15 years old or something. Isn't Miley Cyrus like 20 years old? She's my age. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Let me pull it up. Yeah. You think? Do you think I'm 20 years old? No. No, I don't. She's 29, sorry. Oh, okay, in her 20s. Yes. Mm-hmm. Put your hands up. Okay, Andrew B. says, um, I'll look into that. I'll look into that, Andrew. That's actually a good question. Mm. Um, thank you very much. Ness Audi, go like. Thank you very much. Uh, Harry says, your thoughts on DeSantis sending migrants to Democrat states? That is not what we cover on this show. Yeah, it's not. Can, can Gagey <laughs> says, a panda stuffed with cotton. <clears throat> what? I don't don't even have panda. I've got cotton. Yeah. I guess a panda <clears throat> would be stuffed with cotton if it was a stuffed animal. He is a panda. You gotta understand, China. Panda bear. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. 
You gotta uh, respect China. You gotta respect yes, China. it's true. Nothing is perfect. That then was like show. then show something that's not perfect. Show like pollution or something. That it was like a token. It's just something, but like that was your only criticism. Yes, it's true. Nothing is perfect. But it doesn't show anything. It just goes black. And it also is like a blanket, like nothing in the world. So it doesn't yeah. even focus any blame no. at all. No. Yes, it's true. Nothing is perfect. They you gotta respect. China. You, you gotta, couldn't even show a little pollution. Not you even couldn't even show a dirty river. No, you couldn't show one thing. You couldn't show like uh not even tank man or something. I'm talking about like a little token thing. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't even show like uh what's like a very minor Just, just issue? how about just some it's not minor, but how crowds. about not even crowds. How about just like children in poor areas? Yeah, poor yeah. Getting educated a little something. bit a little bit poor. Yeah. They even make the image look like it's getting better. Yes. You can't even show that. You no. just so black. No, you just say nothing. Say, yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. That's it's true. Nothing. So perfect. cringe. That's so cringe. I know he probably regrets making that. Oh movie. yeah, for sure. But we love it. Yeah. It's pure distilled pander bear. Yeah, it's yeah. not going away. We're gonna I make more side sound bites out of it. Oh yeah. yeah you gotta understand. You gotta respect China. China lot. is my home. China is my teacher. My friend. My yeah. friend. <laughs> yeah, but he's literally <laughs> standing there in Europe or whatever, yeah, saying it's in, this for Andorra or something. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Get into that at some yeah. point. You want to learn more about that, um, you know, you can go check out Shaban Ho. Yeah. We did a whole thing. Some really good concurrent viewers we got here. That's Excellent. really nice. <laughs> yeah, four, oh, come four, on. Four, 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 four. Come on, Well, guys. how does that happen? You, you did this. Yeah, how did You it... guys did this. Yeah. Okay, anyway, great. <laughs> Gosh. It's all right. Walter Dedman says, Chairman Watercooler says, so-called environmental cover-ups are Western conspiracies. Yeah. We're just avid fans of their so-called St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Okay. See whatever it says. Can you upload "Gotta Understand China" video? Where can I find the link? We're not gonna upload. We'll play it for you. Yeah, which we did. Yeah, Gunfox sixty one blaster game. Greetings from Mexico. There's been an increase of Chinese businesses here in my country. However, I noticed that the Chinese food restaurants are always in pairs. Everywhere I look, is there a reason for that? Um, actually, that's an Asian thing. It happened in Taiwan yeah. and in Japan too. There's areas where certain things will yeah. proliferate. So like, there'll be like a crayfish street. Yeah. Uh, sporting goods area. A hot pot yeah. street. A, a plumbing goods hardware store area. You know, it's it's like that. It's kind of interesting. And it seems kind of counterintuitive to me. But it's usually like one restaurant will do well, like a hot pot restaurant. Then suddenly all the restaurants in the road will change to hot pot restaurants. Because they see one of them doing well. It's called the Asian business model. And it's yeah. actually, I had a huge talk about this with someone yeah. they were just so baffled and i said listen i was baffled too and this is in taiwan mm -hmm. but then you see it actually works it brings people in the area that are that want a certain product and then yeah. it offers more competition for that right yeah. so it's actually not counterintuitive yeah. yeah yeah i suppose so uh it goes very much against like the the western business model though yeah but then all you need to do is hire people to like line up outside your store and then everyone will go to your store that's where you see because people want the crowds yeah. they want to wait they yes. don't want to go to the empty one no 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 you want the crowd yeah that's the asian business model yeah uh it's interesting that's mm -hmm. audi thanks uh ultra primark the last part of the propaganda felt like propaganda video felt like a cheap ripoff of charlie chaplin's speech in the great dictator as usual as usual charlie did it better mm -hmm. father sebastian uh, thank you, Damien <laughs> Fernando. These live streams are easy to so easy to binge at work. Thanks, guys. I'm glad your productivity is going for your company is uh, contributing to us. No, no, <laughs> our growth. If you think about it, we're yes. probably probably helping him pass the time. Who knows what he's doing? Who knows what he's doing? And maybe it's something he can do both. Yeah, simultaneously. Yeah. So in fact, it's a good thing. I'm not being facetious. No, absolutely. Thank you very much. You know, you've had you've had like work situations where your job. Is a monotonous thing, and it's nice to listen to something. 
tell you what, it's certainly not the job I have now. No. no. There's never no. a moment of monotony. No. We don't have enough time in the world. Father Sebastian, thank you. Uh, Mr. Eddie Lomax, this nice so-called China show. Nice. What? Ni- oh, yeah, what is it? Other- nice. Yeah, we still have to track down John T, man. Great. I don't think anyone should look for anyone. No, no. We he should come to us. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He, I know that's what, what I mean. mean. You're, you're a man of speech, yeah, I understand. Yeah. I don't, you know, people can read things wrong, and they can be like, like an audience, be like, let's go. No, oh, no one's going to do that. No one's going to no, do that. That's not great. No. Little Green Ghoul, Falcon Car Wash, Synthetic Weed is Bad News. Stick with Benadryl, guys. I spent six hours locked in the bathroom, feathering it for my life. Don't do it. Is that from that podcast again? I have no idea. I hope we never come off as like inside jokey. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, I love the lore that we built, and I love that we have inside jokes, but I hope you guys, at least when you go out there and spread the good word about the China show, at least explain it a little bit. Well, I mean, you can do what you want. Yeah. And it's actually (laughs) interesting crossover. Yeah. Because, you know, now people will be like, hey, these guys said that thing that you like. You know what I mean? (laughs) Maybe people are, I would like to think there's people going out there on big podcasts, and they're saying, Mm -hmm. great. And they're saying, nice. Yeah. Damn straight, because that's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to do. Yeah. What are you planning this weekend, by the way? Uh, I was going to the Port of Dandong. <laughs> oh, give me this. Port of Dandong. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm frustrated. Why? Because, you know, I finally got my Amiga 2000 with a video toaster in Ooh. it. Finally. After a lot of finagling, a lot of negotiating, a lot of getting it shipped and then it being kind of broken and me having to fix it and fix battery leakage on the board and do all this stuff. Finally got it kind of working, right? But I don't have a keyboard or a mouse for it. Story of our lives, really. Horrendously expensive. Yeah. For some stupid reason, a keyboard for an Amiga 2000 is like 300 bucks, which is, I cannot even think about spending that amount of money on a keyboard. Yeah. So I finagled with a broken one. Yeah. And I'm going to have to try and fix, but it's coming from like Germany or something. Mm. And I have to wait a very long time. And it's frustrating because I finally have it and I want to mess with it, but I can't because I don't have a keyboard or a mouse. What if I told you... What? That I'm trying to throw together a Pentium 3 retro gaming PC, and I don't have a mouse or keyboard either that works. Yeah. And I'm waiting for those things as well. Makes sense. You probably need a <laughs> PS2 or that is correct. PS2 keyboard. Eh? So yeah. we are quite literally in the same boat. Just What's with it with keyboards? Computers. It's annoying. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, the, the Pentium 3 computer actually does take, because uh, I want to play all those old Windows games, sure. right? And, um, you know, none of that compatibility shit never works, right? Yeah. And the keyboard and mouse do work with USB, okay, but not in the BIOS. No, you have to install a driver in right. Windows, right? I yeah. can't get in there, right? So anyway, yeah. long story short, we're both dealing with lost keyboards. <sighs> keyboards, man. What is this uh, katakana? I don't know. It's kare? Kare. Kare, thank you very much mm-hmm. uh, for the Swedish kroner. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I know that I didn't say the PS2 stuff was... was uh, I'm not saying PlayStation, by the way. No. The PS2 keyboards are not expensive. They're just, they take a long time to get. Where yeah, you can't just go be. buy them in a store. No, you don't yeah. go to Best Buy and you're like, hey, you're fine as eight, 80-year-old keyboard. Please. You have to buy it off eBay and it takes a week or whatever. It right? does, yeah. Mm. Gateway to, everyone has a Gateway 2000 PS2 mouse and keyboard. Yeah. I, and I, I actually grew up with a Gateway, my grandpa. I believe it was, it was a 1995 Windows 95 launch computer, Pentium 100 megahertz. $5,000 in that day's money. Yeah, it's crazy. My parents would have never spent that. So no. my grandpa. He bought like it for a great you. gift for the family. Oh, that's super nice of him. So nice. I'll never forget that day. Yeah. I remember my 
my parents like wouldn't let me in the beginning wouldn't let me do anything on it because i'll break it it's like if sure. i click something you're gonna break it right so there's like no idea of how computers work. yeah computers man i guess such a such fondness and nostalgia and memories about computers you know as for the whole thing Spe- we should do we should do something we about should that speaking of memory to mm-hmm. cap that off my every time i would make a picture and paint or like even like in a game my mom would let me save it Oh. She was like, you're going to run out of memory. Like, it was a <laughs> finite thing. You're going to run and waste all the memory. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of right. funny. Yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, Joshua King, here's another 20 for not knowing the rules. All right. Thank you, okay. I guess. Thank you. Appreciate it. I guess it. that's an inside joke. Yeah. Poor R says, hi from Canada. I still teach online to Chinese students. Hmm. You think this could create a home security danger in any way? Is this an, un- it's an underground market? Um. No. I mean, just be careful about what information you're giving away. Right? Yeah, but but also when you're teaching students uh, English and so on, it's, it shouldn't ever go into politics or anything no, like that. You're no, okay. No. And the only danger for you teaching online to students is if you're doing it in China because that's actually not supposed to be legal right now. Yeah. You know, you're only supposed to work, unless you're working directly for your training center yeah. doing it, but you're not supposed to be doing that kind of thing on the side. You're not allowed to Yeah. in China. Sure. Mm. Scott Jackson, very generous. Thank you very much. Scott. Cheers, guys, for the show. My red envelope for the Bing Chi Ling Fund. Wow. That, Thank you very we much. appreciate it. Thank you. Shadow Tamer. Finally tried some of that Taiwanese pineapple cake. Great stuff. Thanks, guys. Yes. Awesome. I had one the Check other it day, out. actually. Yeah. yeah. Great stuff. Mm. Support our... Uh, you know what that Taiwan. is? It really is. Yeah. It really is. Unfortunately, Clam Man wouldn't be supporting Taiwan, especially in that situation, because no. he's supporting the, you know, the, the CCP. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And of course... Oh, how how you pay the bills? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you? He's gonna work at McDonald's. He's gonna shoot pets. The only thing, it's the only yeah. thing he knows. It goes through his whole family history, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, Derpler says no more travel vids because the, the vlog podcasts are less effort for the same, if not more views. Is this a challenge due to the platform? No, it's just a shift. It's a shift, and also COVID kind of put an end to that. Yeah, traveling is difficult. Remember our next uh, our next. Goal was India. Okay, we're going Japan. Yeah, Better India and out. Japan. Japan's only now starting to open up, and yeah. it's also very closed off still. India was a mess with the COVID thing, mm. um, and it's really put a dent. It's open now. It's yeah. it's much easier. India is still an option, but still, it's kind of difficult for us to arrange everything. So, you know, that kind of uh, took the wind out of our sails, and uh, it'll happen again when for it happens. Sure. You know, and sometimes things change. Yeah, it's life. Um. Greetings from North Korea. Here's some Doseki's money from Edgy Nuke. Yeah, that's right. You, you would be using U.S. dollars in North Korea because I'm a functional currency. Doseki's is awesome. I, I like that beer. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Javier Blanco says, What do you want? Need a DMO. I like your oh, show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wing083, when you guys were in China, uh, were there certain provinces that you find it easier to make friends or form relationships from? Or is it more of a North or South thing? It's definitely more, in general, more of a North or South thing. Yeah. Uh, find... I think Guangdong for me. What's that? Easier in Guangdong. Oh, it's way easier in the north. All right. Northerners are absolutely more jovial and outgoing. Yeah, I suppose uh, it like at a bar or something? No. Nope. What? Just, Just in general. More okay. people that are willing to make more superficial, easy going for bro friendships. Yeah, uh, I guess it's buddies, everyone probably in... difficult to say because I spent most of my time living in yeah. north, uh, southern spent, China. I spent like maybe 30% up north, mm. 70% down south. Yeah. So when you get to know the local the locals anyway, you kind of figure your way in. For sure, yeah. for sure. But again, another barrier is that most people in the South speak a dialect, Cantonese, Hakka, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, any sort of dialect, whereas a lot of people in the North speak standard Mandarin. Yeah. 
And when you can speak standard Mandarin and they, that's their native language, there's no weird side conversations that yeah. you're not involved in anymore. That's very true. You know? I agree. That's, that's the truth. Yeah. Um, gobbledygook, lots of letters, says you got to understand cotton ball sack. That's a lot. <laughs> Let's try that. You got to understand, China. I got Hopefully it. that came out. Probably not. Yeah, we can't tell. <laughs> it looked good. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, Ultra Primark says you got to respect the port of Dandong. Oh, I, I don't have the gotta respect. We'll we'll figure oh, that out for next time. You can do gotta understand the port of Dandong. Okay, all right, we'll do that. You gotta understand, China. No, that's port of Dandong. Oh, yeah, it does the, the, it does the duck that screech. did not work. <laughs> no, that was screech. terrible. The anyway. ducktail hawk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, silly. Jim Flag says uh, here's a bit of luck. Uh, Matt, getting your channel to a million subscribers. Yes. Thank you very much. Road, Road to, to a million. million. We're going to do, do it. We're going to hit Law 86 to a million. Make sure you're subscribed. Yeah. Stefan Ulmer says, there was once a Dazek named Peter. He took money from the man. He sent it to Wuhan and spread bat flu into the eater, into the ether. Okay. Yeah, some sort of poem. It's a limerick. I, I hope never <laughs> ends up being in Aesop's Fables or one of those books for children. Yeah. It's like a limerick. Yeah. Or like a haiku. Who is who? What type of people usually use limericks? Um, Irish. The Irish, right? Yeah. What is like a mythical creature? Oh yes. Ah! Is that me gold? What the hell are you? I'm a leprechaun, my dear. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's correct. Yes. Scott Heckert says a new writer here. Just got my license last year. Taking my R E I N T six fifty. On my longer distance adventure ride tomorrow on Skyline Drive. At some point on my ride, my playlist will will have I Remember You. Another Excellent. Great show. Thanks. Ride down, buddy. Yeah, it's going to be cool, man. Enjoy it. Get your knees in the breeze. Yeah. So they say, right? I got to tell you, man. So the tropes send me over the edge. So I was in um, Binghamton, right? Okay. Uh, so I went in there to go get some parts for, uh, what was it? For, the, for our big red truck, yeah. right? So... I went in there and there's this guy and he's like backwards baseball cap beard, you know, the typical guy. And he's like, you know, kind of chubby, kind of walking around there. And he's like in a real foul mood. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I'm waiting in line. I'm holding like heavy parts to go and pay. Right. And this guy's just pacing back and forth. And he's like, man, I'm so pissed off, man. I'm supposed to have my knees in the breeze. I'm like, (laughs) so I'm like, okay. (laughs) Okay, dude. Like, what? So, that's what we say i like i don't want to get involved that's so i'm just standing saying. back okay and then the guy behind the counter like brings a motorcycle battery and puts it down there and he's like oh man we charged it and uh, but like you know it's not it's like you guys said this to be ready i gotta get my knees in the breeze he actually said that like yeah. non-sarcastically yeah to a person in anger yeah he said, I got to get my knees in the breeze. So I'm like, what's going on here? So I'm like, what? I just thought I'd like to de-escalate the situation. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, what bike do you ride? And he's like, I've got a Virago. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Because I used to have one in, in so China, a remember? Harley guy. Yeah, but, but the fun part is, I'm like, oh, it's awesome. How long have you been riding? You know, that kind of thing. He's like, well, it's my first bike. And he's like, so he, oh, okay. he bought this bike. He's never ridden it. He can't get it started. The battery's dead. So he came in to get his battery charged, right. basically. He's got his scumbag friends who've driven him in this horrible van that's got people living in it right there. Oh, wow. Yeah. But he's he's pretending like he's a hardened biker and he's trying to use all this lingo, right. you know, about like getting on the road and, you right, know, this, right, but he's right. never ridden a bike before. Huh. He's like trying to enter the life, cruiser lifestyle on a Japanese bike 
that wouldn't be accepted by a lot of his community. No, but I mean, he was using all that my knees in the breeze stuff. That's and what I'm I gotta saying. Like, and using tropes. Yeah. So I got, I got to hit the way. road. I got to be, you know. And he was being a douchebag about it. Yeah, he's a piece, piece of nonsense, this guy. And he's trying to like pretend he's a, a biker, but he's never ridden before. That was like the stupidest situation I've ever been in. I can't stand people uh, that Dude, you know in. what's worse? It's like, because I spoke bikes and then yeah. when, I, when I left the store, he's like, ride on, brother. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not making this shit up, okay? Oh, and then with the God. guy, also when the guy bought out the battery and it didn't charge, he's like, I can't even do just because he had his friend. There. He's like, you, you deal with this, and he like walked out. What? And he came back and he's like, you sent this battery. I gotta get my knees in the breeze. What is this dog the bounty hunter? I, Why are these people so intense? <laughs> Life is like a reality show. This to them. poor guy, like behind the counter. They, yeah. You know they have that option. Yeah. They can charge a battery. I think it's even free. It is. Yeah. So it's it like just, a courtesy. It was like the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. Jeez, lay off the math. Yeah. Or whatever. The intensity. Oh, man. Turn down the intensity a little bit. You know. Yeah. Exactly. That was crazy. And that's like one of the only times I've been down in Binghamton. I tell you what, like just happened to run into that situation. That's where you're from. Yeah, that's. What, I'm, Did you not run I'm, into that? Not that guy. Actually, <laughs> best friend growing up. Okay, just <laughs> his name's Cletus. Just like you he, know, when his, I'll tell you what, he's a normally a sweet guy. He's yeah. in the church choir, but when his knees are not in the breeze for at least once a day, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he gets really antsy. Yeah, so you just ridiculous. caught him at a bad time. Yeah, I guess he so. in a van as well. So. I just, it's just so funny when people like embrace this culture, but they're not a part of it. That's my problem <laughs> you know is that you don't have to be full of tropes. I love writing, but I, if anyone tells me to ride on brother knees in the breeze, I'm going to have to politely decline. <laughs> I don't like anything to do yeah. with that trope stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's I love funny. motorcycles, but I don't want to be part of the community, if that makes sense. Sure. Like the that certain kind that of community. That type of community, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's get to the next yeah, one. Yeah, like the, I don't yeah. know. I, I do the wave. I love the wave. The wave is cool. That's great. Yeah. For, for those of you who don't know, when you're riding a motorcycle, you see another motorcyclist, you put your fingers down like that. You kind of just do a little cool yeah, little you wave. Like you that. can do a nod. If and you also... want to disrespect someone, you put your hand on your leg. Oh, okay. Yeah. It means like, I don't accept your... Oh really? Your wave. Yeah. Uh, and also, if there's a, uh, if you spot the police, you you do this. Yeah, yeah. Tap your helmet. Tap your helmet. Like when you see another cop, uh, uh, bike coming, you go like this, and that means there's police down there. So maybe slow down. We would never do that. No. We would never do no, that. No, never. <laughs> uh, David Lopan, Jessica Glasson. I, in a cowboy with a knife, David, you've gone off the rails again. You're doing weird shit. Yeah, yeah. Love you, but you're doing weird. Yeah, you're weird stuff, uh, Mister King. <laughs> David needs to get his knees in the breeze. Yeah, exactly. He's using that knife to cut holes in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all you need to do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen, is that guy. Right. That's just that guy, just remembering him now. You know, knees what, in what the do breeze. you think his name was? Uh, Chet. I don't know. Okay. I have no idea Chet. what his name was. What is this, freaking Hardy Boys? I don't know what his name was. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Key says, uh, uh, that means like, is like uh, yeah. Chinese food in America. Yeah, it's a middle Chinese food. Oh, Zhongzhan, like, Zhongguo, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. okay, not middle American <laughs> food. Because that could also be like American, middle, no, middle no, American food. Okay. Right. It's better than traditional. We usually say Zhongzhan, which means yeah, yeah. Chinese food. Yeah, yeah. Uh, chow mein rice, beef broccoli, barbecue pork, Panda Express, sucks donkey, corner shop, hun hao chi. I would politely disagree with you on the whole, like, <laughs> beef and broccoli is better than traditional Chinese food. Yeah. Um, good friend of mine has very strong opinions about that as well and i very much disagree with them uh possible person mm. 
Very generous. Thank you very much. He's donating towards that retro gaming equipment. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you so much. You just paid for the keyboard and more. Yes. <laughs> Maybe not for you... yours. No, no. <laughs> Freaking 300 bucks for keyboards. Ridiculous. Wow. That's the, that's the going that's rate. That's stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. Mine is like $5. Yeah. 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 I hate it. That's why I had to buy a broken one. And I still paid too much for it. Now, hopefully I can fix it. Because <laughs> if I can't fix it, that'll be a, like a real waste. Save the keycaps or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Ben Walter says, I went to Zhongguo, China because of your videos. I brought back COVID to the USA. Can I sue you for one gazillion dollars? <laughs> Kidding. I love you guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks. Getting mixed messages there, my friend. <clears throat> uh, Tearing Song says, uh, right now in Lhasa, Tibet, after a month of lockdown and mass DNA collection, people are now being taken to quarantine camps, COVID positive or not, with little to no access to fresh food or medical care. I saw that. It's awful. Horrifying. Yeah, there's d terrible, terrible stuff going on. You know, it's incredibly depressing. Uh, we did cover it to some degree in our last podcast. Yeah. But, you know, there's what What can we do? You know, we raise as much awareness as we can about yeah. it. Yeah. This ridiculous thing going on in China, all these human rights abuses, the best that we can do is is talk about it and, of course, try our best to do something about it. And the only thing you can do about it is to... Um, cause the Chinese government to lose face. They yes. have to know everybody knows that they're doing these terrible things, and you can't let them make up excuses for it. That's all we can do. Absolutely, positively. Yeah. yeah. There's no. Just don't don't make excuses. Like, don't make excuses for there it. Are don't no, don't there's say, ah, oh, well. Yeah. Hmm. There's no excuse for what they're doing. No. And it's not racist to call out the Chinese government. No. It's the, the opposite. Same. Yeah. Doc Slothington, <clears throat> upside down pineapple cake shopping cart cake. <laughs> Doc. <Yeah. laughs> That's such a weird thing. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> if you put an upside down pineapple in your shopping cart, it means that you are, uh, what is it called? A swinger. Slinging. Oh, swinging. swinging. Yes, yeah. you're a swinger. But shouldn't you say if you put a pineapple? <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't you say if you put a pineapple upside down into your cart, not put an upside down pineapple into your cart? Well, I mean, you could take, pick it up, and it's upside down. So wait, you have to go seek out an upside down <laughs> pineapple, a, and then put it in your cup. It's natively upside down. it's a specific type of pineapple. Take a pineapple. I, I get it. It's the kind of pineapple that the green stuff grows from the bottom <laughs> rather than the top. Is that like what you're talking shrug. about? Yeah. <laughs> you see some pretty fucked up pineapples. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is Doctor Seuss shit. Yeah, I know. Turns out Doctor Seuss was hooking and swinging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the pineapple. You take a pineapple, you turn it upside down, and you put it in your car. Shopping cart. Your shopping cart, and then other prospective sling or swingers. Why yeah. do I keep messing that up? It's not no hooking. Idea. It's not slinging. It's swinging. <laughs> yeah. So it means you want someone to hook, bang your wife, and or you want to bang yeah. someone's wife. Yeah. Or vice versa, or whatever. Yeah. Mix in between. Uh, so then people will know that's the secret code. Right. And I had no idea about this. I didn't even know what swinging was until people were telling me about this. Yeah. And I had a. I was just screwing around. That's what it. swinging is. Yeah, I know. But I mean, unknowingly, <laughs> I was just, I literally was like, oh, I wonder, yeah. in my mind, I was mm -hmm. like, I wonder if the shopping cart, you know, the grate. Yeah. Right? It's like a grid, right? Yeah. Would hold it up from its thing. Yeah, I was, you know, when you just do stuff. Sure. It's like, well, I wonder if I'm gonna touch. You're this explaining wall. too much. I, no, I, I reckon I you just put it in upside down in your car. That's right? what I'm saying. You don't yeah. have a thought process. How yeah. how crazy is it that that is something? Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You, the littlest things you might do in your life mm -hmm. might be some weird bullshit code. Yeah, and it know? was. And I was approached, and it was very awkward, and yeah. I had no idea until really later. 
uh, what was going on. Yeah, so don't put a pineapple upside down in your shopping cart when walking around in the shops in America. It's okay if you find an upside down pineapple. You know, the ones that grow upside down. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Turn it, turn it the other way around then. Yes. Mm. Um, anyway, <laughs> Mike says, uh, for this is for you. Oh, okay. Uh, there was a comment section on Arsino. Oh, that's yeah. that racist. Uh, yeah, it's a terrible, terrible. It's subreddit. actually Westerners that yeah. are. It's tankies. Yeah. It's pro China tankies, tankies. Yeah. and they ban you, and they go like, "You've been banned for." Don't even try to post Tiananmen Square stuff here. You'll get banned. It's <laughs> yeah, like, it was something like that. It's like tell me you live in your mom's basement without telling me. Sure, sure. Where yeah. everyone is calling you an evil 007 MI6 CIA spy man. You got all of them. Yeah, that's good. Collect them all. 007 was in MI6, wasn't he? Yeah, MI5, I think. MI5, sorry. What so was it MI6? Yeah. MI6 is like international. So I don't even I know what the M's do. The MI6 does international stuff. MI5 is like FBI. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, but the mm-hmm. second or third most upvoted comment was that they had respect for you for surviving southern China in the summer. <laughs> Hey. dude it's true if you've nice. lived in southern china you'll know what heat and humidity is all about i always used oh, to wear a suit horrific. where's my credit i live there too but yeah you wore extra clothing i, I always wore a suit walk around yeah. naked yeah i was not walking around naked before you think i was one of those yeah. expats yeah yeah say compared to you yeah with your eight layers yeah always uh, wearing a suit uh wing zero 83 did mm-hmm. you guys or have or were you given any chinese nicknames back in china yes we had we had a couple um uh, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't even want to bring it up. It's a long story. I know well, my my friend like his nickname that he liked and he embraced in the beginning was D Long, because <laughs> it's like Long means dragon, yeah, and he thought it was Earth Dragon, but it means Earthworm. <laughs> it literally means Earthworm. What people need to understand, yeah, is you foreigners that don't know Chinese. Why do foreigners always have to choose dragon in their name? Stop choosing stuff you think sounds cool in chinese because it sounds regarded yeah it sounds super regarded it is regarded as bad yes it's regarded as bad and uh, the amount of people i've heard named big wave or giant ocean or like flying dragon or something you sound regarded yes don't choose a name like that especially not earthworm and that's the thing look into what that actually means there's a lot of words for example um for example, uyu. Mm. Uyu is an alligator, right? Yeah. But and and yu means fish. An alligator isn't actually a fish. A descriptor word can actually mean something like to to represent a group of things. Yeah. So there's lots of different kinds of chickens. There's like one kind of chicken, right? Right. There's like I mean, there's different breeds. It's a tianji. But it's a chicken. A tianji, though. It's a frog. A field chicken is a is a frog, an edible <laughs> yeah. frog, right? Yeah. That's not a chicken. No. You'd have to look into that to know sure. that the. You know, the descriptor word sometimes can mean like what its purpose is or yeah. what it does. Chinese is complicated. Don't pick your name as earthworm. Yeah, You're going to sound regarded. You got to understand Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, somebody, I'll just, I'm not going to read this, but that's a perfect example. Yes. A perfect, perfect. example. You yeah. wouldn't want to name yourself that. Chinese people will think you regarded yeah. as dumb. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, elongated musk. I live in Germany. I can help you source computer parts. Computers have been my life forever. And since I'm local, I can find what you guys need. Oh, Thank you sweet. very much. Ness Audi. Uh, yeah, you know, a uh, little fact here is that the Amiga 2000 was developed and designed in Germany, actually. Yeah, yeah, you told me that. Yeah. Yeah. Doc Southington actually said he's very well regarded. And that's true. Oh, okay. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. Doc is like... Well regarded. He's, he's, he's been around. Yeah. Uh, Ness told me to check my messages about a keyboard. Thank you very much. Mr. Keys says, Nickelback is better than Creed. 
Now that <laughs> what's the is difference? A useless argument. What is the difference <laughs> one between of the, the two? most useless yeah. straw man arguments <laughs> I've ever heard in my life? Mm-hmm. But what I will say is, for the sake of arguing, you're wrong. <laughs> you are wrong. Creed is amazing compared to Nickelback. Okay. Uh, Gun Fox sixty one. A double seven is mi six. I was right. Okay, cool. Okay, that's it. Thank you guys. We'll see you on Monday. Wow. <coughs> Sorry, coughing here for some some unknown reason. Um, guys, I cannot wait to see you uh, next week. Of course, Monday Shaban Ho for those of you who are a part of it. Can't wait to see you then. And we'll have our regular videos. And of course, our show next week, Friday. Can't wait to see you all there. It's been fantastic having you here. And it's so important that we have this conversation with you guys. It's so important that there are people out there talking about the things we talk about. Yes. And we love you for it. And we love you for your support. And we can't wait to see you. Until next time, you know the drill. I'm not going to cut myself off and uh, stay awesome. So let's do a countdown. Five. Actually figure out what I'm using here. Mouse or, or, or soundboard. I don't know. It could be either one. That's bloody outrageous. Five, four, three, two, one. Have an awesome.